Luxury is meant to be livable. Discover the new leather collection at Ashley with premium quality leather sofas, recliners, and more, all built to last. No matter how many spills, scuffs, or pet-related mishaps come its way, the leather collection at Ashley is made with the durability you need for the whole family. Shop the new leather collection at Ashley and find chairs starting at $499.99 and sofas for $599.99. Ashley, for the love of home. Are you the type of person who loves to treat yourself? You know, sometimes you just want to buy yourself a coffee, a fancy coffee. Sometimes you want to get a little extra legroom on the plane. You know what I mean? So if you ever treat yourself to the top options, other places like that, then why are we settling when we're finding a doctor? I know it's easy to fall into that rut, but your health is so important. Enter ZocTalk. ZocTalk is a place where you can find and book tens of thousands of top tier doctors, all with verified patient reviews. ZocTalk is a free app and website where you can search and compare highly rated in-network doctors near you and instantly book appointments with them online. There's no more waiting awkwardly on hold with a receptionist. You know we hate that. And these doctors all have verified reviews from actual real patients. You can filter specifically for ones who take your insurance, which is so helpful. You can see who's located near you and who's available and who can treat basically any condition you're searching for. Plus, a typical wait time to see a doctor booked on ZocDoc is between just 24 to 72 hours. That's it. You can even score same-day appointments. When I moved to LA years ago, I discovered ZocDoc because I was so tired of having to call all these different offices and wait. It took hours sometimes to figure out which doctor in town could help me and which one took my insurance, but not anymore with ZocDoc. I was able to find everything from a psychiatrist to a GI doctor, and I did that all through ZocDoc. And the app has only gotten better over time. I still use it. I still love it. I always recommend it to people, whether you have phone anxiety like me or not. It couldn't get easier to find a doctor with ZocDoc. Go to ZocDoc.com slash drink and download the ZocDoc app for free. Then find and book a top-rated doctor today. That's Z-O-C-D-O-C dot com slash drink. ZocDoc dot com slash drink. Um, okay, I think we're good if you are. I'm ready. <laughs> By the way, fun fact, did you know that's how I sleep? Wait, I sleep like that too with my arms up. Feels so. Haven't good. we talked about this? I think I actually we had a sleepover and our elbows kept bumping our elbows into each other. Kissed. Aww. Oh, we should have looped our arms How so sweet. we were like like walking down a path together. Yeah, but, like, I sleep like this too, and sometimes my arms fall asleep, and so then in the morning I have to like pick them up. Oh, that fall. feels good. You know when it doesn't feel good is when your arm falls off the bed and like all the blood rushes to your fingertips, oh, yeah, and then like feel good. You try to move your arm and you're like. <laughs> like it's so heavy. Like, like your arm is like the size of a building. I think <sighs> we should. I feel like if we have a sleepover soon, we should like put. I feel like somebody. No, we should probably lock all the doors. I feel like Blaze or somebody would walk in and be like, "They're so weird." I feel like even when we sleep, we'd probably so fucking weird. Like we'd you know, probably what would be match. so precious though. Like let's pretend God's taking an X-ray of us or something, right? <laughs> okay. <laughs> Uh, okay. Where are we going? With I don't this? know. I'm gonna close my eyes. <laughs> but if we if we t- had a sleepover together, and then someone took like a little sh- a little picture, then like it would be very cute if all three of us, the little baby, was even sleeping with their arms like okay, that. Okay, that's pretty sweet. Yes, it's so is. sweet. I was like, where's this X-ray going? Now I get it. Yeah, there's another yeah, yeah, yeah. human involved. Got it. Got it. Got it won't it. be for much longer, and like give it a, like a couple weeks, and then we don't need the X-ray machine. But they actually be- do. <laughs> we don't need that X-ray machine anymore. <laughs> um, but they actually do sell like swaddles. One of the swaddles we bought has the arms like this because babies tend to sleep like that. So maybe that's why we so sleep smart. this way. You know, speaking of swaddles and babies, uh, there's. 
nothing I love more than sleeping like a baby. And so there's this thing, I guess it, it probably existed for a lot longer, but it's only recently showed up in my Instagram feed where it's basically an adult swaddle. <gasps> and I can't wait to buy it. It's definitely going to be my next like, impulse purchase. How do you like, put it on? Someone else have to put it on for you? I think it's like those mermaid legs where you just kind of have to like shimmy in. Shimmy or maybe, in. maybe like you do like the jump in the old potato sack thing and then you dive onto the bed after that you're already in. That seems like in. a lot of extra effort. <laughs> They never show you how it's put on, yeah, so I'm funny. sure it's not cute. But I can't wait it for the unboxing and demo that you're going to do for all of us <laughs> on camera. <laughs> oh my gosh, did you see my little demo? I, I, well, last... I woke up this morning and poured my cereal, and I was like, "Oh my god, Emma opened Mr. Tony's box." Yes, I watched the whole thing, Amethy. It was beyond. I'm so I, happy for you. It's the the blanket is like now I have kicked my Pendleton out of the way. My like three hundred dollar Pendleton gift that you received from your mother, and yeah. like. My free Tony's Chocoloni blanket is now my new security <laughs> blanket. So um, I was uh, I was wrapped up in one of them. And the other, like the Tony's Chocoloni one, I was like just kind of snuggled with. <laughs> I was like, Allison, move over. Big Tony is in the bed now. So I got a new weighted blanket this week. So I think we're both on the blanket train. Fun. Yeah, it's a good time, you know. Um, trying to ease my restless legs. How are you? What is your, why do you drink this week? Oh, great question. Well, you know what, um we're finally finishing up the nursery and it's on the side of the house that has always made me slightly uncomfortable because it's like why did you do that to yourself it's the only it's where the nursery goes and so (laughs) i great by the way like spoiler alert to nobody i hope but like be prepared for some really horrific ghost stories to come your way i know we have like the little baby monitor and i'm like oh my god i'm already scared to look at it it's not even girl get an infrared camera instead (laughs) like you're gonna no i'll just use god's x-ray machine oh right yeah that'll do that'll do (laughs) um and so but like there's something about this that has has always given me the creeps but so now put your baby there good right exactly motherhood already at 100 (laughs) percent and it's maternal instincts we put it up uh we set everything up it's beautiful in there um but like i noticed recently like the cats and dogs don't like to go over there and i'm like this is not a good sign um but so to be fair for the first few months of 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 their life the baby will be sleeping in our our room in a bassinet so oh good so it will learn to feel safe safe and then you (laughs) will say go on the other side of the house Um, also like i always i still i mean obviously um, kids are not in my near future your kid is but mine is not (laughs) i like to think like I know my kid's going to be traumatized in some way. Like, there's just no, like, there's no way we're going to avoid that. There's Something's going to make that kid a mess like mm-hmm. I am. Mm-hmm. And I always wonder what that thing is going to be. You don't have to wonder anymore. Oh, yeah, you've I already, got it covered. You've already made the call. You're like, oh, I'm going to, you know, <laughs> put it in the place I, an adult, don't want to be. <laughs> I mean, honestly, like, if it's just some ghostly trauma, like, fine. I mean, that's all right, right? That's better than some other trauma, you know, that... I feel Your like baby's gonna be. start pointing at things, and the baby's <laughs> gonna be like, "My best friend," and you're gonna be like, "You're an infant. How are you talking?" And also, why is it in Latin? Why are there so many teeth? <laughs> um, <laughs> don't worry. So anyway, uh, I've already planned this whole thing about M visiting me before Mothman, and I just have big plans. So I can't wait. You're to gonna show put you. me in the nursery. I'm <laughs> so sad. I put you in the toddler bed. <laughs> I, I can't imagine. I think you're going to, first of all, make me build it. And then I think you're going <laughs> to make ah, okay. me sleep in it. I already nailed, I already stapled all the curtains to the wall. Don't worry. Just, that would make you really <laughs> janky. 
<laughs> oh, oh, is that not your aesthetic, Christine? I'm sorry. Christine. It's my aesthetic. It's not the baby's aesthetic. Okay, it's my aesthetic. I nail like, my curtains to the wall. Don't worry. I about like it. how aesthetic-wise, where I know you've spa- stapled something to a wall. I know you have, You're and I don't know it. what it is. You're gonna wander around and find it. <laughs> At least you don't do it in the baby's room, so the baby has a safe space and the exact unsafe space. Yeah, 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 like, yeah. I want to at know. least make it physically safe, not metaphysically, you know? Right, Just one right, way. right, right. Why do yeah. you drink this week, Emothy? Um, I drink, well, for your baby, who can't drink yet. <laughs> um, I also drink... Oh my gosh, wait, oh wait, oh, what? I just what? thought about the f- the first time the baby makes an appearance. Can, can the baby be drinking a bottle? And then we can go, why do you drink? And then oh. the baby will be like, I'm fucking traumatized over here. Can you help me? What if it's, what, <laughs> honestly, we could do a breastfeeding and then it'll be like some weird viral thing. We'll be like, yeah. breastfeeding on camera. But no, let's do, no. let's do the bottle. But- we'll see. I'm look. I'm fine with either. I'm sure the baby would be fine with either. But really, when it's like, and why do you drink, little baby? The baby will be like, help me, help <laughs> SOS. <laughs> uh, no, why do I drink? Um, yesterday, I I have an answer. I yesterday I decided that I was gonna give myself a relaxing day Aww. because I just going back and forth to Florida so many times and seeing my family is just a lot. And I feel like I've kind of been like running around nonstop, and I was like, I'm just gonna vibe. I'm just gonna Love like that for you. Do my thing, and so, and then I was explaining it, uh, like the things I did, and I was like, I sound like I'm in the 40s, like not in my 40s. I I'm in the in 1940s. The 1940s. <laughs> um, because I got my London fog in the morning, obviously, of course, and then um. But then I like went to the general store and had a sandwich, and then I went to the barber shop, and then I went down to the ice cream parlor. I was like, "What is you wrong with me?" You tossed a nickel to the young man on the corner. <laughs> what on earth? I went. I went to the comic book shop just to stroll around, and but I I literally went to the um like we have a diner. We have a local literal general store called I didn't the know General about that. Store. I didn't know. About we that. have the our local. We have a local barber shop that's not too far from me, which is where I got this like gaudy hairstyle. Gaudy and then, hairstyle. That's my and then, gaudy. You look great. And then I went to um I went to like a literal diner and had a cherry coke. Who the fuck am Wait, I? And like that's I hysterical. I didn't even mean to do all those you things didn't have in a that phosphate. order. <laughs> and uh what are they called? The egg creams? <laughs> um <laughs> No, but I like I did all those things, and then after I was explaining the things I did, I went, "What ha- What was wrong with me today?" I like, was like, "What did you enter a portal or something?" <laughs> I know. I was like, "All that combined sounds like I had a really specific, intentional like an day." You were going to for. like yeah. live out a history. Okay, or something. but to be anyway. fair, then you opened a Tony Chocoloni. That also sounds pretty damn forties, you know. So like, you have the aesthetic, like Tony. And then Chocolone. you know, Big Tony came big over Tony and he dropped off a package a- for me. You know, I said, okay, all right. All right and then you right bought yourself a baby swaddle. <laughs> I haven't bought that yet. To be fair, We're, that's in the modern days. That's in the shopping list on Instagram. Got it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Wow, anyway, um, that's why I drink because I, I actually, I was sitting there. The general store literally looks like an old ass general store. I love that. And they have they make like little sandwiches. And so I sat there and I intentionally didn't use my phone. So I just was kind of like living in the moment. And I was like, whoa, this is even pretty old school of me. (laughs) (laughs) Not using your phone. Yeah. Looking around at people. Sitting in a place with a bunch of baskets and mason jars on the ceiling and just living, you know. Did you read a (laughs) newspaper? That would have been excellent stuff. 
if there was one, I would have done it. But wow. No. wow. Anyway, all of that to say, I had a good day yesterday. So that's it. Sounds I'm, like I'm f- it. I'm feeling kind of like vegged out. In, in yeah, a you're cool like vibing. So. I love it. Yeah, just bouncing around you. with my shitty hair. Anyway, uh, so, come on. I like your hair. It looks great. It looks it looks silly, but luckily, if I like just you know push my hair out really hard it'll start growing again like That's, i'm a play-doh doll so it, it, it's a very special <laughs> you <know>. talent you have <laughs> just really think hard you know <laughs> if you do it for two two weeks or so the hair will start showing that's up, actually so. pretty incredible miraculous if thinking about salsa in a variety of delicious flavors and heat levels makes your mouth water you need to check out green mountain gringo and make sure to turn the jar around and take a look at its clean backside. A list of its all-natural ingredients. Of course, that's what I meant, of course. And all their products are preservative-free, too. With the medium salsa, you get hearty chunks of tomatoes, tomatillos, peppers, and onions in every scoop. I'm reading the ad and my mouth is watering. Uh, anyway, the hot salsa brings flavorful heat to every meal with each bite containing jalapenos, serrano peppers, and other savory herbs. Plus, they've got a hot sauce with a tangy, spicy flavor that enhances the simplest of meals. It's perfect for avocado egg toast or tacos. I sort of feel like they're reading my mind because I put salsa on almost everything, but specifically, I use their salsa. I use usually the medium salsa and then uh, also the hot sauce on my avocado egg toast. And I don't know how the script knew that maybe everybody eats this but i always make toast with avocado and then i put scrambled eggs on top and i put salsa i can't eat it without salsa and the green mountain gringo is always there for me in the fridge because it really adds to i mean any meal if you're me but definitely the eggs avocado toast situation visit greenmountaingringo.com and start shopping use the store locator to find green mountain gringo products get inspiration for recipes and purchase products using promo code podcast 24 for 20 percent off that's promo code podcast 24 and don't forget to check out their backside <laughs> this episode is brought to you by progressive where drivers who save by switching save nearly 750 dollars on average plus auto customers qualify for an average of seven discounts Quote now at Progressive.com to see if you could save. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. National average 12-month savings of $744 by new customers surveyed who saved with Progressive between June 2022 and May 2023. Potential savings will vary. Discounts not available in all states and situations. I Here is um, my story for you, and... I don't know how I never covered this before, but this is a whole village of ghosts. Christine. What? Um, Wait, my story's a village, too. <gasps> of ghosts or of No, killers? but like of crime. Oh. But I've well, never even done a village. It's like a village. It's literally a village where. I yeah, I have no idea what you're talking about immediately. I is it like a, I- like a commune? Sort of. Yeah. Ooh. But like, that's so weird because it's like a whole. The story is like of the village. Your story is of a village of ghosts. That's really freaky. Oh, we're the village people. Fun. Okay. <laughs> so uh, so here is my story. This is Pluckley Village. I don't know what this is, but I'm amped. So it's in England. It's near London. And it's like, <laughs> I say that because apparently it's near Kent, which is near London. Okay. If I'm getting that right. So it's like two degrees of separation away from London. <laughs> okay. But it is England's most haunted village. Holy shit. Which, by the way, is verified by the Guinness Book of World Records. <gasps> I didn't know that was a category, but okay. 
I also did not know it was a category. Also, it is no longer a category. I wonder because oh. they were like, how do you vet this? You know, like, how do you <laughs> quantify it? I guess. Yeah. yeah. But I guess they've said it was this was in 1989. Guinness said, all right, you're the most it's a weird year for Guinness. And it was a good year for Pluckley Village because if they like Guinness, like officially stated it and then like never did that category again. Right. So like Pluckley is just like officially it. They, they like, like swept in, grabbed the trophy and ran. Yeah. Yep. Love that. So there's at least a dozen ghosts here, uh, but it could be up to 16. Uh, But they say there's on record at least 12 ghosts. There are also some other paranormal based Guinness World Records. Would you like me to read them to you? Absolutely, please. Okay, perfect. Getting my glasses on. (laughs) Professor Schultz is in the house. Okay. So the... Most participants in a paranormal scientific study. Oh. Do you want to guess how many people were in this study? 60. Yeah. No. It was... (laughs) Yeah, it was like, good for me. Oh, never mind. (laughs) So in 2000... There was a a study where a thousand twenty seven <gasps> people all were a part of the study where they just documented their experience at a haunted place together. Oh shit! Okay. So the the location was uh, called the Hampton Court Palace, which I guess is really haunted. And they just walked around was and Zeb docu- there, or was he not part of this? Is he just still shockingly that- Zeb was not there? He's probably upset he's not that he wasn't there. He's probably thinking, I will now compete for the most participants in a paranormal study. 203 or whatever. Yeah. <laughs> Plus one person. 1,028 people. 28. Yeah. Add Aaron to the mix. <laughs> Aaron, get to Hampton Court Palace quick. <laughs> so another one is the uh, largest Ouija board. <gasps> Do you want to guess how um, big the Ouija board is? 40 feet. Long. It's bigger in feet than there were people at that one study. Oh, shit. Okay. Uh, 1,500 feet wide. Close. It was 1,302. I can't even fat, like, I can't, like, picture that in my head. So I don't that, know but that what that sounds fa- huge. Oh, you know what? Well, I don't know it in, like, I don't know it in my mind as the shape of a rectangle, but yeah. this apartment is 1,250. So 50 square feet more. Would be oh. the Ouija board. Oh, oh wait. So it was twelve something. It was. How? It's thirteen hundred square feet or square. F- I don't know. Yeah, it is thirteen hundred square feet. Okay, yeah. so it's like, so it's wow shorter in length than than that. It's uh, that's still a lot for apparently that's a hundred twenty one meters squared for those of you who don't use feet. That's fucking big. That is big. Although my guess was bigger with a fifteen hundred feet long. That's true. I think about um, I think about like the the piano at FEO Schwartz. You can like dance yes, on. Completely. I feel like it, like you're one of the letters at that point on a Ouija board. <laughs> How <laughs> cool! Just... You could be like as a ghost. You could literally just walk around and like yeah, carry oh, the like... planchette. That's what it is. It's the FAO Schwartz piano for ghosts. That's right. And actually, did you know that I bought my first Ouija board at FAO Schwartz in New York City? No, I got my first one as a birthday present for my fifth. Right, or my 10th birthday party in fifth grade. And I remember it being a real crisis because it was Virginia and my 10th birthday party was a Harry Potter theme party. And so <laughs> some like Christian kids 
oh, couldn't God. come to the party. And then we we're like, no, it's going to be fine. And then one of the presents I got was a Ouija board. And their parents were like, okay, got to go. the rails. <laughs> anyway. Okay. Oh, here's two more. Okay. The most viewers in a live streamed seance is. Most viewers in a live streamed seance. So like huh. a seance, a seance being, uh, no. So I'll give you a context and it will make total sense. Okay. It happened to be in November, 2020. So the day, it was the day after Halloween when we were all inside. So take a guess on oh. how many people were on this stream. <laughs> Four billion. Um, it was 9,300 people on Facebook. So oh almost, God. almost 10,000 people. How come we weren't there. That sounds fun. We were having our own mini one the literal same day. Oh my god, you're right. We were doing a fucking seance together. On, yeah. For Patreon. Yeah. Well, I, I mean, seance so that's, may be a strong word, but you know. Ish. We were, we were we hanging worse. out with ghost equipment and then that's why we drink apartment. Yeah. But that's why there were 9,000 people less because they were all oh. on this Facebook event, you know? Think about how many we would have had if all of those folks had come to our party instead. It's exactly the, uh, it's exactly why we had so few people there. We I actually guess. had that many planned. We had that many people. <laughs> we had snacks for that many we people. We had virtual seats for 10,000 people and only right. like 1,000 came. We had enough cheese balls, enough Natty Light, and like <laughs> we still have leftovers. It's actually really sad. Here's my favorite favorite uh this is the last one too but my favorite paranormal record okay the most expensive ghosts what does that mean what What does does it mean i love that that's a fucking category i don't know so there are two vials of allegedly exercised spirits (gasps) from new zealand what and they sold in 2010 and in new zealand money it was two thousand eight hundred thirty dollars for us, it would be uh, $1,990, and it was also 1300 quid, just for everyone, conversion-wise. $1,900 for a vial it was, it of was, ghosts? It was $10 shy of two grand for us, so it was wow. basically two grand for two vials of exercise spirits. Probably went to Zach Bagans, to be clear. I was going to um, say, he got, a, he got it for a steal, honestly. That man, that man loves a spirit auction. Um, <laughs> Anyway, those are just some fun facts, but the most important one is that Pluckley has been deemed the most haunted village in England. So Okay. And also, like, anywhere in England is so fucking old that I am shocked that the record is there's only 12 ghosts in this village and that makes it the most haunted. Like, yeah. I f- feel like all of England, wherever you step, there should be, like, a minimum, like, 700 guaranteed ghosts. Yeah, like, per square foot. Yeah, I agree. I don't know if that just means the 12 that were documented that day or whatever, but okay. So Pluckley is based in Kent, just outside of London. There it is. And it was the location setting. Uh, I I saw on one website, it was like, it's most famous for, and I was like, really? I've never heard of this. But maybe if you're from the UK, you've heard of this. It was the location setting for the series, The Darling Buds of May TV show. <laughs> That sounds like something made up making fun of England. That sounds like an (laughs) SNL sketch. It really does. Actually, I hadn't even thought of it. But yeah, it sounds exactly like... I love the BBC. (laughs) It sounds like satire. The Darling Buds of May. Oh my god, that's great. Fun fact... I'm sorry, I'm probably insulting like everybody who's like, oh, I love that show. I mean, we don't... Hello, we have Jackass, so... Yeah, all right, we're not not here to to compare quality of uh, our content, but... I'm sure the Darling Buds of May was just as delightful as it sounds. Absolutely. I imagine it's like their little house on the prairie or something. It sounds like it. 
So of the people who starred in the show, one of them happened to be future famous Catherine Zeta-Jones. Oh, shit. Okay. Wow. So Katie knows what's up. She's like, I was a darling bud. How dare you? She's like, excuse me. Pluckley has been its own village or has been established, I guess, since the 11th century. So yeah. Okay. Sure, 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 sure. There's just no way in my mind there's only 12 ghosts. Standard. Um, and in 1955, that was the first mention of these towns, of the town's ghosts in writing or in print, um, because a guy named Frederick Sanders wrote, Pluckley was my playground. And I guess there is where he mentioned some of the local lore. So uh, since the fifties, at least the ghosts I'm going to mention have been discussed. Okay. Again, I'm shocked that if this town has been around since the 11th century, only like 60 years ago, they started talking about ghosts. That's This feels a little off to me, but we're riding with the research. Okay. In the same time frame, though, that they this Pluckley Was My Playground came out and people started reading about the ghost stories, in the same time, in the 1950s, there was an article in the TV Times about Pluckley, I imagine because of the Darling Buds of May, and they were interviewing residents who actually lived in Pluckley and what it was like living there. And one guy named Desmond Carrington admits that in the interview for TV times, he made up a bunch of ghost stories. <gasps> so there's a chance that all of the ones I'm talking about are like no! associated through him. And then don't just say that over the decades, like just, it became local lore. So it's, I just want to state that like, there is proof that someone out there, like admittedly lied to the press about like this place being haunted well if the guinness book of world records is relying on one man in one article then like okay that's true you know i don't know i i like to think they at least got a couple people confirming ghost sightings yeah so okay you've got on one side this one guy lied to the media about ghosts on the other side the literal guinness book of world records says that this place is haunted and in the middle you've got me who says this place is nearly a thousand years old like i'm pretty sure there's a ghost like there's at least the mediator like come on guys (laughs) it's like for once using ghosts as my argument is like the most (laughs) logical thing i've ever done so uh okay so pluckley has pluckley village and the ghosts have been uh discussed on a lot of um, news shows and TV shows. It's probably most famous for being on these ser- a few series. One of them being Strange but True, Most Haunted Midsummer Murders, and Celebrity Haunted Hotel Live, BBC's Top Gear, and also <laughs> Ghost Hunters International. So okay. it's been around the block. Uh-huh. So the family that we're talking about with. Pluckley Village is the Darings. I guess Pluckley Village is small enough that basically the Darings have near complete control of the entire property. Now, is this um, spelled like Darlings without an L? <laughs> no, but actually, I I wonder. It's oh. dar- It's Daring D E R. Okay, I was like that would be quite a strange twist. <laughs> you know what? Like I'm in the 1950s, the Daring family was still very already well established in Pluckley Village and if they're oh. already doing a show based in Pluckley, I wonder if they were reading up on the research and Daring like helped spark And the I'm name. pretty sure Darling is the family in Peter Pan, so you know, maybe there was some uh we'll just kind of tweak their name you a know. little bit. Maybe Catherine J. Jones was actually Wendy, you know? It could be. I think actually Darling Buds of May is part of a poem or something. I, th- oh. <laughs> I think <laughs> that might be where it came from. But I don't know. I 
I was like, Emma, are you sure you didn't just accidentally forget the L in the word? <laughs> I'm such an asshole. But how quickly it goes from like really precious and sweet and wholesome to like kind of like threatening of like the daring buzz <laughs> the of daring May. family. That's true. That's true. And then all of a sudden I'm thinking of like, like horse races and cowboys and stuff. Okay. <laughs> Oh, because it could be the daring buds, like friends. That's what I thought. Yeah, like buddy, oh. buddy rom com or whatever. And darling called. buds, like the little sweet cherubs that they are. Oh wow, Aww. it really takes a complete turn with that one letter missing from the whole That's thing. That's what I'm saying. Yeah. Okay, so the daring family, D E R I N G. Got it. During Henry the Second's reign, uh, the daring family inherited a manor at Pluckley, and I guess ever since they. Either they still own the property or everything is still named after them. The history is still all about their family. The property was big enough that it nearly covered all of Pluckley. So it's basically the like the daring estate when you go into Pluckley Village. Fun fact, there is a type of window all around Pluckley that is named after the Darings because uh, during the Civil War, one of the Darings was captured during the war and he escaped by going headfirst through a window. And I guess to commemorate the experience of him like escaping being a prisoner of war by running through a window, they made all of the windows in town look like his window. Because I guess it <laughs> brought luck to them. What did his window look like? The description I saw online was that they have round tops and okay, I, I don't know, daring window i don't <laughs> it's just it, so random daring windows i'm gonna match all the windows oh it's i mean it looks kind of well i was gonna it probably sounds super ignorant and american but it's it, they look like windows at like a renaissance fair so um <laughs> so i'm sure all of england it's in some places still might have that aesthetic here i just sent you a picture okay oh they're like round on the top and not yeah, on the yeah, bottom. Yeah, 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 yeah. What do you call that? Uh, arched windows. I call it a daring window. It's an arched. W- <laughs> <laughs> it's an arched window. All right, everybody. Yeah. So apparently he went head first through one of those windows, and that's how he escaped. And I guess because it signified <laughs> luck, they made a lot of the windows on the estate, and therefore most of the village it signified luck windows. to go head first out a window. I guess. I mean, yeah. I you know what? You they really took the high road in that story. I guess. Yeah, they were like, let's make this a good. Let's spin it to yeah. a good thing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We're gonna <laughs> shop a PR it. team. <laughs> well, they were the Darings, and they owned That's most true. of the land. So, That's true. Uh, so anyway, fun fact: there's a window named after them, and after being deemed the most haunted village in England. Apparently, so this is as of 1989, a bunch of, like, paranormal nerds, a.k.a. people like us, started, like, flooding the town. Oh. And so it very quickly got so bad that police had to stop people from coming in, and they had to show, like, proof of residence to even be in Pluckley. um, Because there was, like, property damage and shit. That's horrible. uh, One reference said that, like, rocks were getting thrown at a school. Like, what on earth are you doing? If you're there to see ghosts, don't, like, vandalize. Yeah, some someone else, uh, or on another website, I think I saw that there was, like, a fire got started. It oh just, my God. it got really dramatic really fast. So the cops ended up having to say, like, you can't even be here. So it's, it, I think it has a love-hate relationship with the fact that it's got this title. Sure. Anyway, there was, that's pretty much all the history, but the Darings do come up a lot, so I wanted to mention them. 
I tried to I actually don't think I officially added up all of the ghosts. I just wrote down every single one I could find online. There's definitely at least 12. But now I'm just reading the ghosts to you. That's the rest of the okay. story is me just telling you I'm what ghosts so there excited. are. I'm so excited. I love this. So there is the Black Horse Inn, which has been around since the 14th century. And it is part of the Daring Estate. Uh-huh. Apparently, it was gifted to the Darings from King Charles II. Can you imagine being like that tight with like a king? And they're like, He's "Oh like, yeah, here, here you go. Here's a tavern. There's a keg already <laughs> right. inside. Like what? Right. Okay, but also if I could give you any gift, I would totally be like, "Oh, here's a tavern with a keg Honestly, inside." Honestly, like I would never accept any gifts from anyone ever again i'd be like sorry i already got the the coolest gift of all time it's a tavern honestly if you could gift me anything i know i've mentioned this before but how my mom i think i've mentioned this before to you that my mom and i really want to open up like an old school ice cream parlor okay i was like if you just say again right now how my family all owned candy shops i was like i feel like you've said that 16 times i definitely have no Um, but but yeah no oh okay that you and your mom i i forgot about that but yeah that's very i if you could give me any acreage and property i would love uh, i could give you some like maybe in kentucky not in burbank i think maybe <laughs> my my pocket won't go that far but you can give me your haunted ass nursery until it's until i get evicted for the new renter well, so we purchased next door i don't know if i ever talked about this we purchased as part of the it, and we didn't purchase it but it came with the property an abandoned dentist office um so you could have that it's so super creepy in there um, but Christine, I do need to like request that you don't touch that until I'm there because I obviously want to investigate it with you. Yeah, you need to come in there with me. There's like a staircase that goes downstairs and only my sister, my sister's the only person that's ever gone down there because it's like, Christine, why don't we creepy. just stay the whole night there? Oh, my God, that sounds so fun. Your baby's because right next honestly, door. I'm pretty sure that my house is more haunted than the fucking dentist's office. Ooh, um, okay. Unfortunately. But the I'm basement. I'm going to have to stay for a long time in I have, house. like, a dirt basement with, like, uh, stone walls. and A it has, dirt like, basement? Yeah, my dude. Oh, um, my God. And it has, it's not finished. No. <laughs> no, it's certainly not finished. Most of the house is not finished. Um, but it has like an old stove, like oven where they used to like heat the water because, you know, back in the 1800s. And it's like all empty now, obviously. But you can like walk through the old like oven where cistern where they had all the water. It's all brick. It's very creepy. Um, anyway, I'm excited Ooh. to show you. <laughs> Whoa. Christine, I'm going to have to. Speaking of infrared cameras, we're going to have to buy out like a thousand of them and then I just or maybe baby monitors. Maybe they do the same thing and they're cheaper. But <laughs> they're not I need to go cheap, like, but we we're about try. to go play Ghost Adventures and I'm going to volunteer to be Aaron. I'm pretty sure I want to like go hang out in that dentist Wait, office or the cistern. Also, the basement has you have to get, go through a trap door to get down there. So um, that'll be part of the fun, too. Just a heads up. You might have to help me get down the stairs, but is a trap door in my living room that you have to open. It's underneath wow. the couch. Realistic. I mean, <laughs> I kind of blacked out when you said all of that because I just, I think <laughs> I my body told, was. I feel like I've told you this before, but. I think I, I blacked know. out then too, maybe. Oh, okay. Realistically, in the game of Ghost Adventures, your baby is Aaron because like. <laughs> they, Poor baby. They did, just... they did not choose to be here. And also, um, 
you're like, oh, yeah, go be in this na- nursery by yourself. Sorry, all night. shutting the door. Bye. <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to get your baby a onesie with Aaron's face on it. No, please don't. Just so they know their place. Uh, no, no, not going to happen. Okay, so it'll just have my face on it. Don't worry. Yeah, that, so, that'll accept. Black Horse Inn, gifted them by King Charles. There was a manager uh, named Laura who says that she was once having tea there and she watched a cup on the shelf move a little bit and then all of a sudden it slid all the way to the very edge of the shelf. So if it Ugh. moved anymore, it would have fallen. Which is such a weird little fuck you. It's like it is. the ghost intentionally just wanted to give, just like stress you out. <laughs> like like also, you almost watch a cup shatter. I love the little teeter like testing it out. Like, uh-huh. let me see if I can move. Oh, okay. Uh, let's so push it. It's <laughs> like, are you noticing yet? Oh, you yeah. are? Now that you're noticing. Tickle, tickle. Ah. <laughs> That's awful. Just always wondering if your dishes are about to it's fall. It's not good. No. She also apparently saw a disembodied hand rearranging their silverware oh. in the restaurant at one point. Oh, no. Which I always love the passive aggressiveness of that. The, so like, passive aggressive. Whenever the ghost is like, let me do it for you. You're clearly not doing it right. Yep. Apparently, this is in a room where the animals hate going in and they regularly bark at by itself. So, two other managers who have been at the Black Horse Inn say that the living room one time completely filled with smoke, even though no fire had started. Oh, dear. But, like, it was bad enough that they called 911. They thought there was a fire and they couldn't find the location. But they did say it was weird because the whole time it didn't smell like a fire. (gasps) Yeah. So, that's pretty creepy that you're just in a room filled with smoke and you think you're going to, like, probably die of like smoke inhalation and then you find out it's just there There's was nothing like you go back in the house and nothing was there to be that's with. terrifying although the fire didn't smell like smoke uh, there have been bad odors there there's also been a lot of cold spots things move in the corner of your eye and also apparently directly in front of you items go missing and then they come back way later like after you've forgotten that they even went missing <laughs> and then people hear footsteps and people's clothes have been tugged on I like the idea of things going missing until you don't care anymore because it's sort of like it, they want to annoy you to the extreme that like <laughs> when it matters, it's not going to be there. And then like the second you don't care anymore, they're like, fine, have it back. I'll find well, something also, new to hide. It also feels like a little kid of like, I want to bother you. But once like you've stopped caring, the game's not fun That's anymore That's what I'm saying. For me. Like the yeah. second it doesn't matter anymore, it's like, well, what's the fun here? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Anyway, so that just sounds like a really obnoxious ghost. Mm-hmm. And then there is the Church of St. Nicholas, the parish church of St. Nicholas, which apparently is the Diocese of Canterbury, which is pretty cool. Sounds pretty insane. It's from, I think the website says that it was from the year 1093. So literally almost a thousand years old, this church. Mm -hmm. Several of the Daring family members are buried there. And there are reports of a moving light by the windows. People hear knocking from under the floor, which is going to be what you hear when I'm in your basement. (laughs) And I won't (laughs) let you out of my basement. (laughs) And then what is there always one of in a ghost story? Let's see. A woman in white, a woman in red, a woman in black. So there's a woman in white and a woman in red. No way. (laughs) And they both are at the Church of St. Nicholas. They're competing. And you know what's so stupid about this lady in red? Not to insult her, but... Wow. Not to insult her, but it's so (laughs) stupid. Well, it's not her fault. It's other people's description of her. What? She's called the lady in red, but her and the lady in white are both in white. Like, did she spill, like, spaghetti sauce? Like, why do they call her? (laughs) Is she Christine? Is it Uh, me? Hold on. She apparently 
had was holding a rose when she was buried. That's not the same. Was holding a rose either when she was buried or there was a rose on her coffin when she was buried. Or I feel like you could call her something creepy like the rose lady. Like that alone is creepy. Why add yeah. in red? Or also like why don't you just say like blonde and brunette or something else? Like some other factor. Like why? Yeah. It's like every story is so determined to have a fucking lady in red that they were like, she's not even in red, but we're going to give it to her. accessories is red? I guess we'll just <laughs> right. make that count. Yeah. Okay. So anyway, lady in red, she's often seen in the churchyard. The difference here is the lady in red is seen outside. The lady in white is seen inside. Okay. So in the 1970s, I'll get back to the lady in red and the lady in white in a second, but this is my favorite story from this church is that apparently in the 70s, there was a group of investigators who like kind of schmoozed their way into letting the reverend let them in and stay at the church overnight and the they stayed all night and the next day when the reverend his name was john pittock pittock he let them out and he was like oh like did anything happen they said literally nothing happened it was so boring all they did that whole night was just like hang out with the dog and then the reverend (gasps) went we don't have a dog (laughs) okay that's pretty wild that's (laughs) i just got chills the worst part is like with a dog it's one thing if you're like oh i was hanging out with like that guy who like sat in the shadows and told us his tale like that's creepy enough but when a with a dog like you know we all know how i would be with a dog that was very alive like it's like very very like not only in your face but it's part like literally like up against your fucking mouth a lot of times because if i saw a dog who wanted to hang out with me i'd be cupping its little furry face i'd be kissing its nose i'd be going and it's dead it's a ghost it's not even real i don't understand that how you yeah that's really wild that's pretty creepy did it have dog breath even like i wonder you know were they like wow this dog's breath is pretty amazing and then they should have known fetch did it carry something back did it did you rub its belly like what happened here? Like, that's a lot of physical interaction. I with would a think ghost. with a dog. Yes, agreed. Like, that's insane. So, apparently, the dog didn't exist, which also makes me wonder if you weren't part of that group and you were just kind of like watching from another room, did they all look like they were like miming, <laughs> oh God, playing with like a this. dog? Ooh. Yeah. Anyway, talking in like puppy speak to like nobody except a bunch of other men. <laughs> but what does that tell you about like the, like, the ghosts there? immediately know that the people in the in the church like the investigators all the ghosts know that they were probably super nice people because all you hear from them all Aww. night is going oh you were a little cute boy it's so sweet <laughs> so it's like i mean that's a great way for the ghosts to vet us and like how Just send the dog in <laughs> yeah it's like do we even want to haunt this person because what if they treated that ghost dog like crap and then the other ghosts come in saying like don't fuck with my dog and yeah, then how dare you get- you. that's a good excuse for like now yep. I can fuck with these people. Mm-hmm. They badmouthed my dog. Back to the lady in red and the lady in white. So the lady in red was, I don't know if this was like part of a tradition back then. I feel like I have never heard of this before. So, but both of them, I guess they were respected in the area and they weren't just buried in one coffin. They were buried in like layers of coffins. What? What do you mean? So they were the lady in red. And also to be fair, I don't know if this is like, it's true about one and inspired lore about the other, or if this is true right. for both of them. But at least with one of the women, sources said the lady in red, she was allegedly buried in an, a coffin made of oak and then seven more coffins made out of lead. 
Oh, like around her. Like one of those, like the dolls. Box in a box in a box in a box. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, I thought and you meant, um, like she was dismembered and buried in no, some coffin. No, no, no. I was like, that I mean, like, seem respectful at all. When, when Yzma wants to put Kuzco as a flea in a box. Yeah, 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 yeah. Correct. So wait, okay, that sounds more like she's a vampire in my That head. sounds like some vampire shit, right? Or yeah, maybe it's because yeah. I don't know when she died, but my best guess without any information is I know that, like, Pluckley really, I saw that in their history, they really suffered during like the plague. The so plague, maybe they right? Thought like that a sickness thing. Maybe this was part of their routine when people would die during the plague because they were like afraid a of lot catching of work. it. Or, <laughs> uh, yeah, or maybe it was like just so you didn't smell decomp. I don't know, but like seven lead coffins like, around that a wooden to one to me like something bad. That sounds like <laughs> they wanted her to never be able to come to back. To never come back. <laughs> <laughs> So and then they're like, uh, here's a rose. Bye. <laughs> like, it just seems such a weird like combination. A little for your troubles. <laughs> yes, like toss it in. <laughs> oh my god. So and then apparently, so one of them was an oak coffin with seven lead coffins around it. Another one was an oak coffin with three lead ones around it. I don't know if that's what truly two different stories or if the, I'm saying the same thing about both people. And right. Just a game of telephone kind of ruined the accuracy. But still, I don't understand. And they're both in white, except one got a rose. Also, like, LOL to the lady in white, who apparently, like, no one needs to remember that she got a rose. Yeah, wow. The lady in red is said to be in the churchyard. She's seen there most often walking around. And some lore says that she's looking for her kid. Oh. For like, I guess she had a stillborn child, <gasps> and so they say that she's looking for her her kid. Oh no! Uh, but the lady in white, the one that's seen inside, she has not only been seen on the church property, but she's also been seen on other properties of the Daring, so th- of the Daring family. Oh, weird. Okay. So apparently, this church, there's rumors that there was once a secret passageway or a secret <gasps> tunnel that led to one of the Daring's manors. Excuse and me. So, how fucking cool is that? I know, I know. So and the ghost can travel the path, the secret path. That's Holy like the, shit. That's like the coolest part of it all. That is that like apparently she's like I'm bored of the church today, but luckily like this building and this building are connected via tunnel, so I have access How to it. Fucking cool is that? So Lady in White is doing a lot better than Lady in Red, and <laughs> she's she still gets- trying to get out of the last lead coffin. Probably <laughs> she's like, "I'm almost there." The ultimate escape, yeah. <laughs> and so the Lady in White, she gets a change of scenery from time to time, and wow. she's been seen at the Surrenden Daring Manor, which I guess has now burnt down. But oh. up until it burnt down, people were seeing her in the library. There was one time where a guy named Walter Winans, Walter Winans, who apparently was like a multi-Olympic medalist, fun fact. Whoa. Uh, he was visiting the Surrenden Daring Manor, and he was walking through the halls and saw the lady in white standing there. Apparently, so Walter Winans, he, his Olympic medals came from shooting. So I don't know if that... If he was, like, (laughs) proud or something, and he was, like, it sounds to me like he was walking around in the halls with his rifle for no reason. 
I don't know if he was like carrying it around, hoping someone would stop and ask him what it, oh, what was up, and then and then he'd be like, "Oh, I, I'm an Olympian." Can't I don't know you what see the, deal all the medals was. around my neck that I also wear everywhere I go, <laughs> right? Or he was like alone in the house and like for protection was carrying a gun around in the house. I don't understand, but he <laughs> saw the lady in white in the library. He freaked out and shot her. <gasps> Because there was an intruder, which, like, so, again, why were you carrying a gun at all? And also, c- clearly, you were in a state where you were looking to shoot something. Primed. Or, because, or, like, yeah. what if it had just been, like, some lady who was like, oh, I'm just in the library looking at some books and you just, What if it was like, the librarian? Yeah, well, you like, shot her? So, I'm like, okay, you're an Olympic medal card-holding gun shooter, but also, like, you clearly like just a little like trigger happy you know yeah that's exactly it your instincts like were not like diffused at all like no, no, you were like, like maybe you need to remember you're not at the olympic games yeah. anymore yeah anyway thank god this was a ghost that he shot at let's thank just be god. happy for that i hope he had a little like like nerve to him later where he went oh my god i literally just shot i hope he had a moment of self-reflection like, yeah was like, that his first person or like did he Maybe he heard sounds downstairs and he was freaking out. So he got a gun to go That's confront the other somebody. Thing, like maybe he heard an intruder and, and went and right. But still, I'm like, still, I'm like, um, it's not even your house. Like it's, you're staying there, right? Like he, it's not like he lived there. I like to think if I had a gun and if I, if someone broke into the house, I would still hesitate with like my morals of like, am I prepared to shoot a person? I'd at least even be like, if it's for who self-defense. are you? What are you doing here? Yeah. Yeah. So anyway, I don't know. I don't know. But it was it was just weird that the story gives no context. They're like, oh, yeah, he was walking in the halls with this gun. And then he sees the lady in white and then he shoots her. And I'm like, whoa. Like, yeah, maybe but don't we worry. Should- he had an Olympic gold medal. <laughs> what? Yeah. <laughs> he had that two, actually. It. So anyway, because she was a ghost, the bullet went right through her and then she vanished. Fair <laughs> enough. If I were her, yeah. I'd vanish, too. So people think that the lady in white might have been a baroness. Um, some say that she might be related to the lady in red, that they might be sisters or mother Aww. daughter or something. It, there's a lot of rumors about who they are and how they got there, but th- that's what you need to know about them. The next place is called the Greystones, but a- apparently that name was changed from the Rectory Cottage. So now it's the Greystones. Okay. This house has been around since 1863 and a monk lived there. And he is now known to haunt the trees like a little <laughs> monkey. I don't, a monk. I know. That's what I was thinking. I was like, it's a great play on words there, Em. You didn't even do it on purpose. Sometimes the comedy just writes itself. So <laughs> apparently this monk fell in love with a neighbor's daughter. And he, are they allowed to do that? I don't think so. I think this was just like kind of like a rogue it depends m- monk. On a rogue monk in the trees. Oh my god, help. <laughs> that sounds terrifying. Uh, apparently he fell in love with the neighbor's daughter, who I guess fell in love with him too, and so they would regularly walk the paths together and talk, and I guess maybe that was all they were allowed to do. I don't know. Aww. So at the same time that the he was falling in love with the neighbor's daughter, who was falling in love with him, this monk had it going on because there was a woman nearby who was also pining after him. That's been one hot tree monk. He was like... Just, uh, uh, he was a a, a monk hunk. One hot. Tr- <laughs> Did you hear it? A monk hunk. Yeah, okay. He's one <laughs> hunk of a monk. How about that? Ah! <laughs> Don't you? His uh, hunky monkey, if you will. 
Also, fun fact, I'm pretty sure Hunky Monkey was the name that Ben and Jerry's came out with when, like, gay marriage became, like, a thing. Like, because they have Chunky Monkey. Yeah, no, yeah. I think, was a Hunky Monkey that well, they Chunky made? Well, Chunky Monkey's my favorite flavor of Ben and Jerry's, so I don't know. They did some play on of but Chunky Monkey fun. as, like, a as a celebration. Oh, no, it was Chubby Hubby. Chubby Hubby. <laughs> So, I like anyway. Hunky Monkey, though. Apparently, I that's know. a type of uh, strain of, of Kush. Oh. So. Well, I'm glad someone's using the, the rhyme. So, um, <laughs> anyway, so the so this other woman happened to be in love with him. She Uh-oh. is known as a separate ghost. So, uh, she is known as the Lady of Rose Court. And sometimes, oh and other websites, she was known as the Tudor Woman. Uh, Tudor? Like Tudor? Tudor. Tudor, oh. yeah. I just said it weird. Tudor woman. So Lady of Rose Court and Tudor woman are the same person. Oh, okay. But apparently people will see the a ghost of the monk walking on the same path as the woman. Uh, or walking on the same path that he used to go on with the woman he was in love with. People will hear a man and a woman talking and laughing <gasps> together. People will just see like his apparition floating by. But then as for the... Lady of Rose Court, Tudor woman who never got the, the chance. Wheel. The third right. wheel. Um, apparently, she is also a ghost, but she died from, I guess, a broken heart of never getting to be with the monk. And so... Oh, my. She poisoned herself. <gasps> she <laughs> Sorry. Whoa. She Holy. either made herself a drink out of poisonous berries juice... Or she was just straight up eating the poisonous berries. Like, didn't take the other step of making the drink. She just ate them. So she didn't die of a broken heart. She died by suicide. She, yeah. The broken heart is what led to the official death. Sorry, so, yeah. I literally just, like, choked on my own. Are you know. also eating some poisonous berry juice I might right now? be. It feels a little bit like it. So apparently when she died, she couldn't take the pain, ate these berries. Awful. She was looking out the window. She was found as if she had been looking out the window and watching them walk oh. around. Oh, that's Allah, so dark. Taylor Swift's You Belong With Me. Seriously, like, <laughs> so dark. Yeah. So they say she died around four or five in the afternoon, which is, how do you say that? Four or five? Do you say, is four afternoon for you? Or like, like when does night begin for you? I would say like four or five to me is still afternoon. I feel like maybe five to six, six to seven is evening. I don't know. To me, four is afternoon and five is night. Night? Not even five, night evening? I Well, obviously, I divvy things up by meals. And by five, it's appropriate to have dinner. So I oh, just no, think I of agree. it as night. Like, I agree that, well, five usually to me is happy hour. So it's like pre-dinner. Yeah. You know? Okay. That's fair. <laughs> yeah. four At four o'clock, I say good afternoon. And at five, I would say like good evening, maybe, instead of good night. What's the difference between evening and night? That's what I night? said. Evening. Did you? I was not listening. Sorry. I know. <laughs> Hmm. okay i would say i would agree then i would say evening yeah evening yeah 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 so anyway four in the afternoon to five in the evening that's when they say that she died and so now only in that like span of time will she ever haunt the area which i love that she's like on the clock and like she and she only has like a two-hour work week so good for her kind of nice girl boss she's Yeah, yeah 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 Uh, from four to five, you can hear a woman's voice. You can see objects moving. And you can also hear the sound of dogs every now and then. Because I guess that was also the time when the dogs would get fed. Aww. So you can hear dogs or you can hear her. Uh, there's also the watercress lady. Oh, who, okay. uh 
she has apparently when she was alive, she liked to go to the stream and collect watercress to sell to the village. And she was known as my least favorite compliment eccentric. Um, <laughs> it's like that okay. and quirky. I'm like, ugh, quirky, quirky. I understand why it comes off a little gross, but I don't have as big of a problem with it as eccentric just because I don't have my, like childhood trauma from being called eccentric by every friend's parent. So every time I hear eccentric now, I'm like, I get it. I'm loud and annoying. I feel like eccentric and... is always like rich old people. That's so weird. Oh, eccentric to me means quirky. I mean, I think they're similar, but I feel like I've always heard like, oh, he was an eccentric like art collector with. Interesting. I, I, I no, that's I, I've also heard it that way. I think I just <laughs> get sensitive about it and I hear like quirky in a bad way. <laughs> the word like, I got voted by my classmates in third grade was weird. So, oh, you know, <laughs> I don't know. They all mean the same thing to me. When really, it was just always crazy. Four, four, four. So the watercrest lady, she liked to end her days, as we all do, sitting on the bridge, drinking gin and smoking her pipe. Oh, hell yeah. I feel like she had some cool stories. I mean, uh, one night, though, she fell asleep doing this and the gin poured <gasps> onto her clothes and the pipe caught her shirt on fire. And she, <gasps> oh my woke, God. Up t- she woke up to being burned alive. What? Holy shit. Yeah, that was a, a fast left turn. Sorry. Yeah, wow, that's horrible. Um, so now by the bridge, it's P- Pinnock, Pinnock Bridge, people see an apparition of someone that apparently sometimes glows pink. Oh, jeez. Um, sometimes she's a mist that's still smoking her pipe and sitting by the bridge. And sometimes okay. there's, this was only a, a one reference, but okay. She's st- still on fire. See, ugh, I like the idea that she's still just smoking her pipe and drinking. Like, she just is enjoying uh-huh. the good times, you know, but the fire. I, do, I will good. say that the fire thing I only saw on one website, the is op- often seen as a mist sitting on the bridge still smoking a pipe was like, for sure the the more let's uh, hope for that i hope for that for her the it seems to be the more common right uh, lore so fingers crossed that's what she's up to there's also the forest in pluckley called daring wood because it's on the daring property Love it. uh although it's also known as screaming wood because oh, of all of the screams people hear in here why it's just a lot of screaming no uh one of the screams is known to be so loud and unexpected that birds will panic and fly away. Oh, jeez. These poor birds are like, I was just trying to live my life. This person keeps screaming at random intervals. There's a TikTok trend right now where you get like, it's usually, in heteronormative terms, uh, what seems like women tricking their boyfriends. But there's a TikTok trend right now where you wait until they're really concentrated on something and then out of nowhere play... Uh, the song I Feel Good, but it starts with that guy going, ow, I feel good. Yeah. But you like start on the ow when they're not expecting it that's and just mean. watching them freak out. Uh, <laughs> I imagine that's how the birds feel right now. And if this were like still happening in real Sad. time, someone's making a TikTok of it while the birds fly away. <laughs> These you know? poor birds. <laughs> Always the victims. So uh, in the forest, there is one area called the Fright Corner. Oh, no. Because apparently there, people will see the apparition of a dead body leaning against the tree with a sword <gasps> stabbed through him. <gasps> what? So he's known as the highwayman. Dear God. 
one reference calls him Robert Dubois, but I didn't hear that. Robert Dubois, not like the boy. Dubois. Not like the like baby. Name. <laughs> <laughs> um, so Robert Dubois. But I don't know if that's his real name or fake name or whatever, but he's known also as the highwayman. Him and the watercress lady are the oldest ghost lore wow. in Pluckley, apparently. But so the highwayman people have seen him in the woods, which is interesting that he's not called like the woods man. Why is he called the highwayman? I don't get it. Maybe he was traveling through. Maybe he traveled a lot. Yeah. The story has multiple versions, but basically it comes down to he was being chased in the woods, either by police or like thieves or something. And they either cornered him, pinned him against the tree and stabbed him with a sword or... While being chased, he hid inside the tree and they stabbed through the tree into him. Oh, God. Either way. Why? No. Either way, apparently they still see an apparition of him. Like, they say you still see an apparition of him with a sword through his chest in the Horrible. woods. Horrible. Um, there's also a second ghost in the woods who is a schoolmaster. His name might have been Henry Turf. And he died by suicide in the woods. Oh. Apparently, the story goes that he had PTSD after World War One. <gasps> And he is, he hanged himself and is still, his apparition is still seen in the trees. Oh, no. There is also a colonel from Pluckley who died the same way. And he is said to still walk uh, on the property. They still see him walking back and forth where he died. Um, Even though all the trees are gone, the property looks completely different. You still see this man walking back and forth in the area where he died. Oh, wow. There's also a farm that is now actually a hotel. Uh, It's been around since 1406. Wow. And this farm slash hotel is where a bunch of prisoners of war were kept during the Napoleonic Wars. Um, It had some significance during the Civil War, during World War II. Um, So just a lot of history there. Although it is England, you know, it's all the history. <laughs> so <laughs> they, the current owners somehow didn't know that it was haunted when they bought the place. I don't know how you can live in the UK and just be like, not a lick of ghosts here. Um, <laughs> on their first day of owning the property, though, they heard a voice uh, in the dairy part of the farm. And the voice said, I will. And so the guy was like, that's weird. So he mentioned it to his neighbor. The neighbor showed him a newspaper clipping that one of the previous farmers that lived there shot himself in that same spot. And his last words were, I will do it. <gasps> so. So. Oh, it's, God. It's weird. Ugh, goose cam. Yeah. Ugh. The same ghost is apparently still seen walking the property. Um, sometimes he's even in the hotel, I guess. Which I love when they are still running with their own blueprint of things, but like now yes. they're in weird places. Like, why are you in the hotel? They now? walk straight through the refrigerator, and you're like, yeah. you're like, that's this is the commode. I'm trying to pee. <laughs> Allegedly, in in this hotel, I'm sure there's a million other ghost stories of like the lights going on and off, the electro the electronics messing up, doors opening. But the coolest haunt on this property, apparently, if you use the wrong light bulb in a socket. The light bulb will take itself out, and then by the next day, it'll be on the other side of the room. What? <laughs> I like, like that they don't shatter it. Like, yeah, polite. they don't shatter it, and the ghost is clearly a maintenance man who's like, get that bullshit light bulb away from me. Like, that's not where this goes. <laughs> Incandescent all the way, man. Right. <laughs> There's also the bakery, where apparently they people hear footsteps in the empty rooms, 
There are cold spots. People hear the sounds of a horse and carriage being driven towards the building. And what's cool about the horse and carriage is that this isn't the only place that people have encountered this horse-drawn carriage ghost. Um, It's been like all over Pleckley. Most of it has been at a place called Maltman's Hill. But one person saw the carriage with lights coming from the inside. Another said that it passed them on a back road one night. One person said that they heard uh, like hooves on the cobblestone, even though the road wasn't cobblestone anymore. They heard wow, hooves on cobblestone. I love that. That's cool. And apparently they heard it until it was so loud that you thought the horse had to be next to you and then disappeared. <gasps> That's scary. And the creepiest one is one person even reported hearing the sound of the carriage and horses from inside their car. Like the sound was in their car. Ugh. Which is feels That's intentional. Weird. And then there's a guy called the Miller. And he was actually Richard Buss, who went by Dickie Buss. And apparently he is a, there's like a road named after him and all this now. But Dickie Buss, he is, his ghost is called the Miller because his solid black apparition is seen at the abandoned windmill that he used to work at. (laughs) And so the windmill Miller. So apparently this windmill was near the Pinnox, Pinnox, which sounds like it was, it's also near the bridge where the watercrest lady is. But at this windmill, you will see an apparition only right before a storm comes through. And apparently the reason he haunts this place is because he was the last miller at this windmill before it got destroyed by a lightning storm. So now (gasps) when there's a, a new lightning storm, it's almost like he's there to warn you a storm's coming in. Oh, no. And then there is the screaming clay man who apparently did, apparently he did like brickwork in the area and either he fell into the clay pit oh, and or and or a bunch of the clay bricks fell onto him and he died from like getting, oh, for God's sakes, trampled by the bricks, I guess. So people say that you can still hear his screams, even though they're disembodied, you don't know where they're coming from. Oh, God. Then there's the former hunting lodge called the Daring Arms, and this is haunted by a lady wearing a bonnet. Apparently, she's so solid and looks so real that people mistake her as a customer. And the final place is the Blacksmith's Forge Tea Room, which apparently for a while was called the Blacksmith's Arms. It was also called the Specter's Arms and the Ghost Arms just because of how haunted it is. It has three spirits there. One is a cavalier who is uh, heard and apparently sometimes even seen pacing up upstairs in different rooms. There is a maid and a coachman who are both seen by the fire at the bar. Uh, Wow. I know. Isn't that cool? It's a party. (laughs) It's a party. One employee saw, like, I guess a bunch of mugs were hanging and saw them, like, move as if someone ran their finger across them. (laughs) Another employee heard the door open and heard what sounded like someone seating themselves. And so when they went out to take their order, nobody was there, but the chairs had moved. Apparently that's, I guess, pretty common that, like, it sounds like people are in a room when you're not there. Anyway, two fun facts. In the area, there's the Kent and Sussex Tea and Coffee Company, and they have some tea that are named after the ghosts at their well, tea house. Cute. That's very on brand and, for us. <laughs> for us. And just a fun fact, Pluckley's population is a little over a thousand. And with the amount of ghosts that there are, that means that the ghost to human ratio is one for every 89 humans. Wait, that's amazing. So... <laughs> Anyway, that is the story of the, the ghost of I want the screaming clay man as my ghost, please. Thank you. You know, he seems like if he's just screaming, I I feel bad for how he went. But like, if he's just screaming, that feels like a lot less 
effort in having to like maintain a ghost in your home you know that's true although i guess it would be very like it would never get like easy you'd always be frightened i feel like or like yeah you'd always be on edge like at any moment there's gonna be a massive like especially if you're a podcaster you're like i'm really trying to work here you know or maybe I just want the monk who's like just walking around outside and oh, like sorry, not even the bothering monk? me. The, the tree, the hunky monkey. Yeah. Um, I want the dog ghost. Call it. I'm calling it. Oh sorry. wait, okay. Sorry, that's... everybody, calling it. That's fair. Uh... <laughs> Actually, you know what? You can have it because apparently you only hear him when it was feeding time. So like, that's fine. That's, that's a loud dog. <laughs> I'll take it. I'll take the dog. No, the dog in the church or whatever. The dog in the oh! church that they played with. Damn, I'm you already forgot you. about him. No, I I'm did. playing with him. Okay, 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 okay. Um, but I do have a question. Yeah. Which is, I know that the the tree monk, the, the ghostly tree monk, yeah. he haunts the trees. It sounds like a, a Dr. Seuss book, but <laughs> he haunts the trees. But why does he haunt the trees? I thought he just like walks the path. Or is that what they mean? I I guess that's what they mean. Like I, between the trees or something. I think they just kind of like in the wooded area or in the the. I in see. the I land. Thought, I thought we were going like, oh, he loved this girl. And then every time somebody saw them, he would like climb up the tree and hide or something. <laughs> like, like, like I was thinking like peeping Tom status. But Ooh. then like, <laughs> like, why else are you up there? And like, also like, go to heaven or something. Like, you go don't to have heaven. To climb this tree and climb up to heaven. Yeah, get maybe here. he's trying to get to heaven. I don't know. Maybe. But yeah, I think when they say like, I think it's just like haunt the like among haunt the, the land. trees. Among the trees. Got it, like, got it, got it, got it. Who's it. among the trees in uh in Dr. Seuss? Was that Horton? Uh that... no, that's the Lorax. The Lorax. He's just the Lorax, you know. He's just the same as the Lorax, it's fine. Um, yeah, he speaks for the trees. So sort of like go. a religious Lorax. Yeah. He's <sighs> a No, Love I can't come him. up with anything. I was gonna try to come up with another pun. I no, couldn't think of things that sound like Lorax. Puns, I think. Um, okay. Leave that but... to Seuss. Leave that to the, the, the professionals. This podcast is brought to you by Squarespace, the all-in-one website platform for entrepreneurs to stand out and succeed online. Everyone knows the holidays can take a toll on your bank account. If you're looking for creative ways to increase revenue, then get started with Squarespace's new feature, Squarespace Courses. Squarespace has the tools you need to create and sell your own online course. Start with a professional layout that fits your brand, upload video lessons to teach techniques and skills, and tailor your course with the powerful built-in Fluid Engine Editor. With Squarespace courses, you can create engaging content your audience will love, then simply add a paywall and set the price. Plus, you can charge a one-time fee or sell subscriptions. Turn your creativity into income with Squarespace courses. Head to squarespace.com for a free trial. And when you're ready to launch, go to www.squarespace.com slash drink to save 10% off your first purchase of a website or domain. Eating better is easy with Factors' delicious, ready-to-eat meals. Every fresh, never-frozen meal is chef-crafted, dietitian-approved, and ready to go in just two minutes. There's over 35 different options to choose from every week, including Calorie Smart, Protein Plus, and Keto. There are more than 60 add-ons to help you stay fueled up and feeling good all day long. Get started today and get after your goals. Factor is the perfect solution if you're looking for fast premium options with no cooking required and it's less expensive than takeout. Get as much or as little as you need by choosing your meals every week. You can pause or reschedule your deliveries anytime. Factor is a perfect solution if you're looking for fast premium options with no cooking required. I found myself recently recommending Factor to so many people in my life and this food is really good. So Blaze and I actually get to pick our own meals every week and, you know, separate them in the little drawer in the fridge and, uh, 
uh, make sure the other keeps their hands off. I personally love the cold brew smoothies. Those are always my go-to in the morning if I'm running around dropping Leona off, don't have time to cook myself breakfast. It's a great solution. Head to factormeals.com slash drink50 and use code drink50 to get 50% off. That's code drink50 at factormeals.com slash drink50 to get 50% off. Okay, so there's this like crazy thing going on in our house, which like maybe it's not crazy. Maybe I'm crazy. I was just telling Allison about it. It's freaking me out though that we've been getting a lot of flies recently, which like it's summer. Like I get things are coming in through the apartment, but like not like a gross amount of flies, but like just definitely more flies than normal. Like, I don't know, three a week, like not a big deal. But in the last couple weeks, you know how, like, when flies die, they'll, like, just kind of, like, fall wherever they are and land on the floor? Right. Or, like, the, the windowsill or something. Yeah. These, every, like, enough that I'm noticing. So it's got to be, like, a decent-sized number, at least compared to what I'm used to in terms of flies around here. Every fly I have found in the last couple, I would say at least a week, the body of the fly is completely intact, but they don't drop. They are just, they die and just stay on a on the wall or like stick on the furniture or it's really weird and i feel like i've never seen that with flies before maybe i'm just noticing it for the first time but i feel like they're turning into like little statues and just like freezing in place like wherever they were standing ew yeah it's super weird because there's been like a bunch of times i've like tried to come at them with the fly swatter and they didn't react and then i kind of said like a hello like are you gonna fight me on this and they just playing and then but when i hit them like they've through the, the fly sweater, they feel like hardened, like they like, sh- like they dried, like they dried up. It's Ew. really weird. And <laughs> it's really freaking me out. But anytime I've seen a fly now, did I just, you just saw see one. I did. And I, I went into RJ's room and, um, and put it in there. No, I went to off. go, <laughs> I went to go get a coaster, but on his bed, I saw a fly sitting there and I was like, I'm going to just wave and see if this fly even goes anywhere. And it's just sitting on like Ew. on the s- on the side, like, on a part of his, like, bed frame where he should have fallen once he died. Wait a second. Did like, you just have the place exterminated? It's probably because of that. I So I would like to think that that's probably what this one fly instance was. But, like, this has been happening since before we got the exterminator. It's Ugh. really weird. It's really weird. Anyway. Check, do you have a carbon monoxide detector? I'm, like, freaked out now. <laughs> oh, I am, too. I was like, is this, like climate change like are they climate change it's like are they drying out because of the heat or something what if this was the one thing that like finally you were like climate change has gone too far (laughs) (laughs) two dead flies on my sofa (laughs) anyway that is such a stupid thing to bring up but i i just like it's really it is freaky it's it's like a amityville tiny little minuscule amityville going on they're just turning into little figurines it's so gross anyway statuettes Anyway. Um, yikes. Well, uh, what a horrific interlude. Thank you, Em. Um, oh, we're going to keep that in the show. Great. I don't okay. know. Probably, because sure. I don't feel like cutting it out. <laughs> and I can already tell in the future. Um, also, speaking of, like, things we're not cutting out, we never mentioned that our merch is going on sale. So, oops. Oh, my gosh. We never mer- Okay. Yeah. So, Fun let's fact, talk about it. Let's talk about it. Because I know a lot of you like to skip the intro okay we know you do that very rude <laughs> so we actually um, caught you prime so we, time yeah, right we're, here we're actually just gonna spring this on you in the middle of the show um we are putting our so our merch we're we're doing a deep clean of our merch let's put it that way that's um, a good way a, a spring cleaning but really like a prepping 
for the fall, like a, an early of, Halloween special. Of our, right, of our uh, prime time. We're preparing for like our prime, which is the mm-hmm. fall, the, the, the autumnal time. Um, and so we're getting, <laughs> otherwise known as the fall. Um, and we're getting rid of all our old merch. And so we're putting it on sale, I think, on two, Tuesday? I don't know, early this week. Tuesday um, or so, Wednesday. If you're listening to this when this comes out, you will will be posting about it online, and you'll, yeah, it'll you'll come up any it. day now. <laughs> but um, it's going to be like I think up to fifty percent off on yeah, on I merch. think so fifty percent off, and it's limited time because it's just whatever's left. So um, yeah, you know, and then we're gonna try to overhaul, like just come up with some fun new stuff um, to to take the place of the old merch. So exact um, mundo last so if, chance last chance if you've been looking at some stuff and you're like oh i wish it were 50 percent off well guess what it's about to be. <laughs> we so. heard your prayers um, we're here <laughs> we to heard deliver. your cries all right well so. uh tell me your story but before you do i'm gonna crack my little drink open oh my gosh great idea i here. have my uh, little ASMR. iced coffee that wasn't as fun as that I wanted didn't to quite be. work like it used to no. you know yesterday i totally forgot I actually brought this little, remember I was drinking this San Pellegrino, I brought it up close so that I could crack it open, and then I, like, did it before we recorded it, and I was like, that was the whole point! Um, Well, excuse my weird faces, because I've never had this before, it was a surprise from Allison, and I don't know if I'm going to like it. Is it a T-Java? No, but it looks like that. Actually, I think it's probably from the same company, but they don't, it just says tea on it. Okay, I was like, you're not going to like it, because it's coffee. Um, No, it's, so, it's... It was a good call on her end because it does sound like something I would like, but it I'm a little scared. What it's is it? uh it's Earl Grey tea. Okay, we're cool with that. Wait, and it's we can't also see it. Oh, I was here. Oh, sorry. <laughs> I thought no, you were trying good. to show it. Oh uh, just kidding, it's all blurry. Yeah. It's Earl Grey tea, but it also is blood orange infused. Sounds oh. sounds good, but I'm always scared to try new things. So sorry if my face is a little wild. <laughs> you're, you're afraid of change. <laughs> I really am. Meanwhile, anyway. like anything with a weird combination, put it in my mouth. <laughs> I'll eat it. <laughs> if it's sardines and sadness, <laughs> and I blood. want that shit. <laughs> a sardine and sadness sandwich. That's and my dream. Dried meal. fly sculptures. The I next want those. time somebody says, like, do you have any pregnancy cravings? I'm be like, sardines and sadness sandwich, please. <laughs> it's just two, actually, while we're at it. One to go. Yeah. All right. So tell me your village story, my little village person. I would be happy to. Sorry, my dog's now barking. Or it could be the ghost. Who who knows? It could be my new ghost dog that I've just adopted. Here, I'm going to try this for everyone since we're not doing anything. Oh, you don't like. Oh, you do like you're doing. You're doing a kombucha face. (laughs) (laughs) Um, I think by the end of this, I will really enjoy it. Really? Okay. but currently, I do not like it. No, <laughs> <laughs> just I'm gonna have to wean myself into the enjoyment part of it. Oh, interesting. Okay, well, um, it's better than the sex. Than the, yeah, okay, we're gonna we're we're gonna get into it. By the end, it'll be my favorite drink I've ever had. So you're gonna like ask them to send you another care package and a blanket, <laughs> and like, I'll just be like, don't watch my first reaction to it. You're, yeah, <laughs> we're, we're gonna just ignore that part. It's irrelevant it's weird it's um, like a creamsicle and tea had a baby it's very odd anyway. oh that is odd i can't actually picture what that would taste like i don't know yeah i'm really starting to dig it all of a sudden okay. oh good all right well i do as your little village person have a uh 
creepy village story for you, which is just such a strange little coincidence. Quinky dink. So this is in Mexico. We are near the city of Ciudad Victoria. Oh, I guess I should tell you what it's called. So this is the story of Magdalena Solis, a.k.a. the High Priestess of Blood. Dun, dun, dun. (laughs) Wait, the High Priestess of Blood? Yeah. (laughs) Oh, my God. Oh, that's so fun. Uh, I mean, it's probably not. It's so fun. It's not, but, you know, it is in theory. I think in in entertainment value, the story itself will be one I want to listen to. Oh, it's a a stunner, I will say. It's quite a tale. I mean, you have to do a lot of damage to get that kind of name. So... Yeah, it doesn't come easily, I would imagine, that kind of yeah. a name. Um, you have to earn it, and she mm-hmm. did. So we're in Mexico, Mexico, near the mm-hmm. city of Ciudad Victoria in Tamaulipas, uh, and we're in a smaller village, so kind of like your Kent degrees of separation, we're in this even smaller village gotcha. nearby, or in, in the area called Yer- uh, Yerba Buena. Yerba okay. Buena. And I'm, I want to apologize, there's a lot of terms that i'm going there are a lot of terms that i'm going to probably butcher um this is a lot of spanish mexican spanish specifically i'm going to probably sound like a real tool and i apologize um but i'm gonna try so. <laughs> a, a for effort a for effort <laughs> thank you maybe so B for effort we'll see your yerba buena yerba buena yes okay so this is 1962 uh so ways back um and the population of this tiny little town village if you will is 50 people very small there's no access to electricity no telephones completely isolated village um and it's actually technically called an ejido which um Mm. in mexico translates to a sort of communal farm so it's sort of like uh 20 families are living there and they're all kind of farming and sustaining themselves in this little town it is like a little commune so far. Yeah, yeah, it is sort of like a little commune. Um, not in like the hippie sense necessarily, but like in the government-funded <laughs> like farm the team, town. The team building. The team the... building. Yeah. Yes. So charming. So in Yerba Buena, alongside the no electricity or telephones. Sorry, now there's somebody at the door. It's like, don't worry, I scared them real good. And then you're going to say, that wasn't necessary, my friend. They're this is why go, we put you in daycare. How dare you? He's like, you, do you know what that mailman would have done? No, what would he have done? <laughs> tell me. For once, tell me. Tell me what would have happened. <laughs> tell me something I wouldn't have wanted to happen other than him <laughs> approaching us with the mail. And giving me food for you that I feed you, Gio. <laughs> it's always like his food. Like, it's like being de- his fancy ass food being delivered. And I'm like, do you even realize, like, how your chewy box is here? What is wrong with you? It feels like like a kid, like cussing out the pizza man even though he brought your dinner it's like yeah it's like go away go away it's like i'm trying to feed you you don't even have to pay for it it's like if i wasn't here you'd find a way to complain about it too so i know exactly that there's like (laughs) riddle me that my friend there's no winning okay i apologize the person has left so in yerba buena alongside the no electricity or telephone situation there also weren't any schools any police any churches this is like teeny tiny like off the grid Okay, like really just its own space and nothing else. Okay. And so a lot of the people there were illiterate because they just never learned to read or write. Um, There wasn't much schooling and there wasn't really much to do at all except farm and sell any leftover produce um, to nearby towns. 
So, so work, work, work. Work and farm and work some more. Um, Doesn't sound like a utopia kind of farmland to me, but no. I have to work, work, work. But okay, good Just for them. Just kind of day to day, live in, live in life, you know, same people, same. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So that gives you a good setup for what's going to happen. Now, the story gets pretty wild so you need to bear with me and and let me know if anything is unclear okay i I fucking love when the stories come with a caveat of like let me know when it gets a little too crazy (laughs) let me know when you're like what the fuck are you talking about let me know when i need to start again (laughs) (laughs) so please tell me if you need help understanding because you might okay okay so perfect we're gonna start now okay (laughs) two outsiders their pair of brothers named santos and cayetano hernandez Okay. Hernandez, but I'm going to say Ooh, Hernandez because fun. that's just not going to work with my mouth for the rest of the show. Okay. Um, rode into Yerba Buena in 1962. Okay. And it's sort of like Pied Piper where they show up and like just fuck shit up. Like they just <gasps> show up in this town and they're like, oh, look, a nice little self-sustaining, happy town, happy village. We're going to fucking like upend this place. Oh, wow. Okay. So they show up in 1962. They were known around Mexico to be scammers uh, who spent the early 60s traveling around Mexico and conning people in small towns out of money and then moving on to their next target. So like sort of like this highwayman, highway robbery kind of situation. They just travel along and like scam people okay. on the way. They okay. get to Yerba Buena and they thought it was going to be their easiest mission yet. It's a tiny ass town. They're like, ah, this will do. S- small potatoes. Small potatoes. Small potatoes bean and corn tater tots small small tater tots so they uh they have the perfect ploy for this poor little town oh god okay they gather the villagers and proclaim to them that they are prophets sent by inca gods (laughs) oh god okay who would soon return to earth and so (sighs) this town needed to listen to them because they're here to spread the word of the incan gods wow okay and i'm sure they I see now why you uh, said earlier that like, they're illiterate and things like that. So maybe they're not getting a lot of other. Yeah, it's sort of like they're primed for an outsider to come in and to take be advantage. manipulated. Yeah, mm-hmm, they're, they're they can't get their info in a lot of other places. Exactly, and they're cut off from a lot of like other resources. So it's like Got they're it. they're not able to like call anyone and be like, "What's going on here?" Yeah, exactly. Uh-huh. I'm already I'm already seeing the problems here. Yeah, there's some big, big, big problems. And M, I mean, we end up at the high priestess of blood. So, like, it gets really out of control. I forgot about her. Oh, my God. I know. She's, like, the lady in red, but, like, times a million. Like, she puts the lady in red to shame because, wow, she needs to be buried with a lot of lead coffins. She's every lady in red we've ever discussed. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, morphed into, like, the ultimate red lady. Um. So they're like, these brothers show up and they're like, we're actually prophets from the Incan gods. And uh, I'm going to tell you a little bit from Britannica, the the encyclopedia about the Incan empire, just to give some idea. So it was the largest empire in pre-Columbian America. And in common with other Andean cultures, the Inca left no written records. So their history is known chiefly from the oral tradition that has been preserved through the generations by official memorizers. Um, Hmm. And from the written records composed after the Spanish conquest, uh, the Inca religion combined features of animism, fetishism, and the worship of nature gods. And the pantheon was headed by Inti, the sun god, Viracocha, a creator god and culture hero, and Apu Iyapu, the rain god. Damn. And under the empire, the Inca religion was a highly organized state religion. Um, So it was like pretty much like 
required of people to follow this religion. Okay. And their rituals included elaborate forms of divination and the sacrifice of both animals and humans. Oh, I was really on board up until that. Okay. Yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> it was yeah, like, yeah, 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 sounds yeah. pretty cool. Okay. Everything's like, whoa. And then it's like, oh, whoa. Okay. <laughs> whoa, 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 whoa. Slow down. Um, yeah, so there's sacrifice, which always gets to, like, when Blaze and I were in, now it's me being the white person, like, when I was visiting, no, but when I, right, right. when we went to um, Belize, we saw this these Mayan ruins, which was, like, the coolest thing I've ever done. But it was, like, so neat and, like, just so culturally fascinating. And they're like, and this right here, this platform is where they would, like, behead the ch- the, the, the sacrifice. Ease. What? And I'm oh, like, wow. oh, good. This is, we're in the middle of this cave, like, a mile in. And they're like, anyway, here's where they would, like, <laughs> sacrifice like, people. I respect what you did, but also, like, that scares me, too. Like- yeah, I'm like, I'm just, like, a little on edge now being in this cave, like, right. a mile from civilization. But I will say, obviously, this is just not to discount, <laughs> like, what right, we right, did. Right. Like, you know, showing up and uh, demolishing and decimating people is not uh, any better than human sacrifice, to be clear. No, like, we... We have, as Black Widow would say, some red in our ledger. And by some, I mean, like, we are basically the high priestess of blood. So. We are the high priestess of blood. You kidding me? Like, we are the, we the lady We don't get red. to fucking talk. Ugh, exactly. And just because so. something is different doesn't mean it is, like, completely near what we fucking did. Completely. So I'm not saying, like, ew, you know, but it's like, oh, my. Like, it just it's different. It goes from, like, fascinating to, like, oh, dark. Pretty, mm-hmm. A little dark. Um, So, yeah, they did have human and animal sacrifice, and the religious institutions were destroyed by, well, not shockingly, by the Spanish conquerors' campaign against idolatry. So, you know, the Spanish came in and they're like, how dare you Uh now follow our religion? (laughs) Right, right, right. (laughs) Classic move. Um, So, yes. (laughs) Just, you know, how history goes over and over and over again. So the brothers show up and they're like, okay, so those gods, right, like, all y'all know about them. We're actually prophets sent down by them. And we are also high priests of the, quote, powerful and exiled Inca gods. And in exchange for worship and tribute, the Inca gods will shower you, the people of Yerba Buena, with treasures. Ooh. If you respect us and, like, bow down to us and let us kind of show up and lead you, like, you will be treasure. Huh. You know, you'll be blessed yeah. by the gods. You, It's not, this is no mistake. Like, you're going to have a... It's going to be a good call if you just do what we want. You just got to you just got to help out and then you'll get everything you've ever dreamed of. Um, uh-huh. So it wasn't that simple because the brothers also told everyone that the Inca gods would be coming down to Earth soon and any oh. non-believers would be punished. Okay. <laughs> Eternally punished, I should add. So like if you're not going to be on board, like you're fucked basically is what they're saying. Right. right, right doesn't right. leave that much room. These these poor, you know, folks who are just trying to mind their own business. Yeah, it feels a lot like a lot of God-fearing people today of like, you better or else. Or else eternal punishment? Which one do you want to (laughs) pick? Right. (laughs) Everyone else is doing it. Would you rather burn in hell forever? Exactly. So to fully convince the audience what they were saying was true, um, they used (laughs) they used like obviously like big rhetoric and, you know, they used like manipulative language, but they also used sleight of hand tricks. I was literally going to say, I was like, was there like a magic show? Because I magic show. Because I was thinking um, not that religion was involved, but the Davenport brothers and the Fox sisters, Mm -hmm. how they like would travel around and like really convince people. The second you said like 
to prove or to show, I was like, oh, there's a visual here and it's for sure magic. 100%. I mean, okay. And again, like these people have been isolated from any sort of other resources. So even though it's the 60s and there's like TV and, you know, phones, like they don't have access to that. So they don't, you know, they what don't is- necessarily understand that this is like just trickery honestly what a genius tool though to try to convince somebody that Mm -hmm. like things like are not as they seem you know exactly so like snake oil sellers but uh of like mm, their god that they're gods i don't know i don't know they're quite (laughs) vernacular for that but Uh uh-huh yeah it worked let's just put it that way so the villagers were like holy shit uh i guess we have (laughs) to do what they say And they handed over food, money, resources. They treated the brothers like kings in order to get the treasure from the Incan gods that was promised to them. And when morale started to dip and skeptics were like, um, I don't know, this is a little fishy. The brothers uh, made time to lead Incan rituals for the villagers to partake in. And now we remember the rituals that I listed earlier of like how how far they could go. So, well, first... The rituals just included, like, cannabis, animal sacrifices to the gods. Like, they tried to make this look as, like, real and powerful as they could. And it got to the point where the villagers had handed over everything they had. Everything. Like, they didn't have any resources left. And by this point, the brothers were on such a power trip that even though they were out of offerings, they were like, well, we can't leave now. (laughs) Like, we own these people. Right, 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 yeah. We've gotten far enough where, like... We can get whatever we want. We've accidentally created ourselves a kingdom. Like <laughs> We literally demanded that these people worship us, and, like, they do now. So yeah. we can't leave. Almost like it was too easy, which is really sad. Like It is. And it's, it's like, like when, when they leave elsewhere, what are they going to do, start over? Like, no, they're... Yeah, why wouldn't you just stay at your established kingdom where you're your seen as a god? kingdom. Are you kidding? <laughs> exactly. So what they did... This is just where it gets really fucked up. They began demanding more and more. Um, The Yerba Buena community had essentially become slaves to the brothers. They could demand anything and it would be done straight away to like (gasps) the two kings that were there. Um, It got to the point where the brothers started demanding the prettiest women. And by that, I mean, oftentimes girls as young as Mm -hmm. 14 to perform sexual acts on them. Um, And to the parents of the younger girls they preyed on, they said they were doing this because they needed to learn about sex (gasps) from these like, quote unquote, high priests. And how lucky should they be that they've been, they've been chosen by literal gods. Yes. In human form. of the gods, right. To be the ones to teach you on your sexual journey. Think of all the blessings that will be bestowed upon you if you let this happen. Think of how uh, attractive you'll be to your future suitor if they know that your first time was with a god, you know, some bullshit like that. Given yourself to the, excuse me, Incan gods. So, precisely. According to um, a Medium article by Delaney Bartlett, uh, once their sexual wants had been fulfilled, the brothers, this is so bad, would then sell the girls to traffickers who (gasps) would send the girls to border towns and force them into sex work. So it wasn't even just like, you know, contained within this community. It was like once they got what they wanted, they were like, now we can make money off of them by sending them off because they're no longer virgins or whatever. So like trafficking them. Literally fully human trafficking. Yes. So holy shit! Wow, you very quickly arrived. I'm telling you, from, like it's so fucking dark. Yeah. Wow. It's okay. That shit. So, and also because all because like their thought process was like, well, now what? And like it was like to like kill time or like yeah, get exactly. Rid of evidence? It's not like this was like, the plan all along. It's not like they went here for the purpose of trafficking. It was just like, well, 
we, we need something we need something to do yeah yeah oh my really God. really really fucked up so they would send the girls to the border towns force them into sex work and the brothers didn't just demand sex from the young girls they also demanded sex from basically anyone at any time and the villagers just had to obey um and wow. after a time their rituals began to include sex like they would turn in these huge orgies um so this town is just going like been upside down like i feel like if you wow. visited the town and then like a year later you came back you were like what happened in the year that i was gone here things and do not I, look the same i imagine well i don't know if you know this and i don't know if maybe i'm supposed to know this and what i'm not i'm just not reading the room but is this a situation where people are happy to be doing this because they feel like they're fulfilling i don't think the- so okay i think this is like they've been coerced and now it's like too late if that makes sense okay so like even they know that something's up they don't feel like they're I think like there were enough blessed people. by a god i'm sure okay. i'm sure some people probably believed it but i think there were enough people who were like ah, but like what are you gonna do like okay. you're fucked because they're literally <laughs> well because <laughs> like i selling the- people and the one thing I cannot wait for you to cover one day and like maybe even like if we ever do like a, a switch again, I and I get to cover a true crime or something, I would uh, I still want you to do Warren Jeffs. Oh, yeah, that's a good one. And a lot of his followers, it's like kind of it at one point was at least split down the middle where half of them were like so grateful for all the weird yeah. sexual assignments they had versus like or that like they had to sleep with this person versus this person but then there were other people who were like i'm married to someone i actually really love and now i'm like forced into this or like i'm gonna go to hell and like right my husband has to see me off and like watch me go be with somebody else like it's really awful and and, like that's a good point and i feel like there's a blurred line between like uh you totally are skeptic and you're like this person is fucking us over and also like um I don't know if this is real. Maybe it's real, but I have to go with it because everybody else is going with it and I don't want to be punished. Yeah, like, I'm and sure. There's, and there's also range. people, there was also people, yeah, like right down the middle of the road where they're yeah. like, they didn't feel v- violated, but they were like, well, you know, I'm just doing it because that's like my job. That's my duty. And this like, is what we do now, I guess. And like not even like aware that like they have the the say to not do it. like it. It's just really sad. So I yeah. don't know where these people stood. Uh, I don't were... know. And I mean, you know, it's um, a really small town, 20 different families. What, what did I say? How many people? 50 people. A lot. Or not a lot. Not a lot. Yeah. 50 people. So I'm sure there was a mix. I imagine there would be a mix of both okay. of people who were like, I don't want to sell my child into sex trafficking, obviously. Fair um, enough. I, but, I didn't. I Hopefully that didn't come off as too ignorant. I just know. No, that, I don't like, think so. I mean, you know, someone, no way to know, someone probably felt like my kid's the chosen one and now they get to go do this work for their gods. So, I mean, I'm sure that that's how they played ugh. it, at least. So, you know, I don't I don't know who believed what. But either way, they were in too deep, for lack of a better term. Yeah, 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 yeah. And they didn't want to anger the brothers. Um, they didn't want to disobey them. And yeah. just to, if this maybe adds to, to your question uh, a mm-hmm. little bit, they were also being fed psychoactive drugs regularly by the that brothers. That does answer some things. Yeah. So <laughs> that could have tweaked maybe people's mindsets. Yeah. So it got to a point after three months of this where the villagers question why they still hadn't received any treasures, right? So they're they're thinking like, okay, yeah, we're on board. We've done everything you asked. Like, when do these supposed treasures from the Incan gods show up? 
But as soon as this thought even formed, the brothers had already planned for this because they were like, well, we want to make this last as long as possible. And they knew eventually, obviously, they'd be like, where's our prize? Yeah. Um, So in order to keep this style of living, they had to go find a (gasps) god or goddess to... They already have two. No, they're the prophets, Emothy, of the gods. Okay, Okay. sorry. They're the high priests. Now they need a real deity to show up. (laughs) So, I can't do it. Okay. Yeah. They they were like, we already found one. We have the perfect plan. Okay. They told the villagers uh, it was time for them to speak to the Incan gods and promised that they would be back soon with their own goddess in hand. And this okay. is where Magdal- Magdalena Solis shows up. So Magdalena okay. Solis was an 18-year-old sex worker who had been forced into the trade at the age of 12 under the management of her brother. Jesus Christ. Yeah. A pimp named Eleazar. And alongside her earnings in the trade, apparently she had a keen interest in the paranormal. So she was fascinated by the occult, was uh, working in the sex trade, was making extra cash through her work as a fortune teller and medium, and claimed to be able to channel the spirits of brujas, witches. Okay. The brothers found Magdalena in Monterey, which had become, uh, unfortunately, the place where they would sell off the girls to sex trafficking. Got it. So that's where they were sending the girls from Yerba Buena, Buena, but then they went to that town to bring back Magdalena, who also lived there. And the brothers' plan was to convince a sex worker to return to them in the guise of her being an Incan goddess. So Magdalena was like, huh, this piques my interest, basically. Why not? Give me something to do. Give me something something to do. Um, I could bring my tarot cards, I guess. So she was on board and they headed back to Yerba Buena together. But they had to give, obviously, if they're bringing a deity to these people, they had to make it look as um, convincing as possible. possible. Yeah. So when the brothers returned, they summoned everyone to a cave, which now is reminding me of my little Belizean cave, uh, where they played (laughs) out one of their normal rituals. But at one point, they created a smoke screen. And then when the smoke dissipated, seemingly by magic, there was Magdalena standing where the smoke was. They did like a smoky entrance you know the old smoke and mirrors game. the old literal smoke and mirrors exactly so uh she was there it was the reincarnated aztec goddess quatlique quatlique i think is how you say it okay accompanied by her brother <laughs> like okay i guess he had to come to her <laughs> like, pimp okay yeah brother. Or like oh like actually truly her brother came oh yeah her brother eliazar uh who the, whom the other brothers called a high priest so like Yikes. Her brother, a.k.a. the pimp who had sold her into sex sl- trade, sex slavery, uh, was there, too. I guess he probably demanded to come along. And he was called the high priest, and Magdalena was called Quatlique, which is, like, this Aztec goddess. I don't know why they didn't go with an Incan goddess. Weren't they supposed yeah. to be with... You know, they're they didn't think it through. They didn't think maybe, it through. Maybe they just didn't... I mean, it worked, so I guess whatever they did worked. Um, I don't know. I don't know why I'm questioning it, but uh, the villagers were just aghast like they were in awe of this woman they were like this is our new queen um they doted on her from the second she appeared she was given a ton of weed and peyote which she was like from then on constantly on drugs Mm. and she was just being like just (laughs) offered you know constant weed so far love so far it sounds like she kind of hit the lottery yeah 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 yeah. yeah, like from she's from where she was now she's like just being treated like 
literal royalty. royalty. Yeah. And also, like, I'm still confused about, like, why her brother is there. Did, like, they have to make a deal with him? I imagine since he was the one who was profiting off her working in the sex trade that they he okay. probably was part of the package deal. He was like, you can have guess. her if I could. I can't imagine if he's, like selling her to people and then someone comes up and says like hey can she be treated like royalty and not you (laughs) yeah 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 and you're not part of it exactly i'm sure he was like "Mm, this is a i have a a feeling he was part of the package like either i come or nothing yeah Yeah. that's what i guess i love that they're like you can be a high priest like us i guess right (laughs) yeah all right so magdalena was like living (laughs) the high life literally and figuratively Um, She was blissfully being like doted upon by the villagers and soon it got to a point where I don't know if it was the drugs or just like the the attention, but she literally began to believe herself that she was a goddess. Like she took Hmm. this on as like a very, very real persona. And (laughs) I mean, good for you, I guess. Yeah. Girlfriend, get it. Self-care, confidence. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) I don't know. Maybe took it a little far, but that's okay. Uh, So she truly believed she was the Aztec goddess, Quatlique, who gave birth to the sun and the stars, reincarnated. So she started to believe, like... Wow. You know, she believed that she was the reincarnate version of this goddess, and, like, she deserved all of this praise. This wasn't a trick. This wasn't, like, um, smoke and mirrors. This was Also, to be fair, she was, like significantly spending time like a lot of her time on drugs though right that's right yeah exactly like peyote like like, so i too would think i was like she was the high priestess yes the high living the high life is the high priestess exactly um so the brothers like i guess as much as they had prepared they were not prepared for this level of delusion like they prepared that she would be play like play along in their trick but then they were like, oh, no, she actually believes this. Like, she she Uh-oh. doesn't totally remember that this is all, like, a big joke. Or, like, not a joke, but, like, a big trick. Finally, it took this long into their plan since they came to Herba Buena. Yeah. Finally, the plan has gone too far for them. Yeah, they suddenly it's out of control, right? like, yeah. of their control a little bit. Like, they brought in a third party, and what did they expect? I don't know. She took over. They didn't expect that she'd be so delusional to think she was actually a goddess. And they also didn't expect how much power the villagers would give this woman. Like, they literally Ooh. were like, forget this high priest, these high priests. Like, this is our actual goddess. Like, she's the right. one that deserves all the attention. Yeah, like, um, who are you now? Like, yeah, this, this woman like, is in charge aside. of us. Um, exactly. So the ritual orgies went on per usual. But now Mag- Magdalena was the one, you know, overseeing them. So, Yikes. Remember, she's the high priestess of blood, so yikes. Okay. Okay, got it. I see. Yeah, 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 yeah. She began ordering everyone to involve themselves in fetishism, incest, and bestiality. Um, Okay, I see. Even got to the point, I'm sorry, where she was, uh, she would encourage the SA of children. Okay. Wow. Bad. Bad, wow. bad, bad, mm. which was already happening, but now you know, now it's just more ritualized. Like, now, when the queen demands it, the queen like you... demands it. Mm-hmm. Yeah, mm-hmm. exactly. And then she decided that was not far enough. Why not just like up it, up the ante a little more? She had got an urge for blood, so she said to her followers that in accordance with Aztec mythology, blood was the only decent food for the gods. Oh, you know. <laughs> And I want to be clear, this is like them fucking around. This is not me saying like, this is the religious, this is the right, actual right. practice of Aztec. This is what they were telling people. For yes, this control. is what they yeah. took advantage of and tried to make. Exactly. 
So as part of the rituals, she got the villagers to cut themselves and then she would collect their blood in a chalice and then she would mix the, the blood with drugs and would drink it. And she told everyone this is how she was immortal. She would drink their blood mixed with like, I don't know what drugs, but mixed with drugs. And that's how she was able to keep her immortality intact. One, that, <laughs> number one, that would for sure convince me. I'd be like, this person's literally drinking everyone's combined blood in a cup. Like, Out of that's, a chalice. If you're not a god, like, well, we're going to find out real soon when you die from the biohazard. But Okay, very good point. Like, I, I would, I mean, if someone said... I'll prove it here, like, or this is what I do now, I'd be like, damn, she must be a god. Or, like, even if she's not, <laughs> I'm scared of her. Like, I... <laughs> if it's that's not what worth she does, questioning. <laughs> if that's what she does without even being asked, like, um, I don't want to know what she's capable of. Yes. And number three, that sounds absolutely disgusting. I'm sorry. <laughs> like, I just, I can't... Ooh. You drinking your blood orange over there, I'm just... Your blood orange tea or whatever, I'm just yeah. like... I'm the high priestess of blood orange. But that's yeah, it. exactly. Like, I'll, that's about the level that I could get to. No further, no further. Ugh. Biohazard indeed. Um, so wow. whenever anyone questioned her practice, like, hey, so like, why are we doing this again? Yeah. Uh, she would either set them on fire or beat them or threaten to have them killed. Oh, um, my God. So why like, was anyone questioning it? If someone's drinking blood, I would be like... <laughs> First of all, whatever you say goes now out of fear. But also, I like... I'd be like, if it's my blood, I'd be like, can we? Can you remind me again why I have to do this? I don't she know. Really, she really wasn't getting sick from this? No, I don't think so. I think... I mean, people do shit like this, right? Like, people are, like, self-proclaimed vampires and shit. I guess. I think... I, I mean, I already wouldn't want to drink a different person's blood. Not even my own blood, let alone a different <laughs> person's blood. But then on top of that, like, you take a bunch of people's blood and mix it all together... Oh, I don't know. If, I don't think she's mixing it together. I think she's just like, like doing shots of different people's blood. I think it's like, oh, as part of this ritual, this one person cuts their arm. I collect it in a chalice, mix it with drugs and drink oh. it. Ooh, it's I mean? still not good. It's, it's not disgusting. Good. Trust okay. me. Okay. Yeah. But I don't think it's like everybody has to like mix together their blood or anything. That's what I thought was happening. Like we were up, like it was like a one big concoction. Okay. I am so grossed out right now. Whatever it is, it's so foul. But if you question it, like, you were just set on fire, oops. So, nice work. Essentially, the Hernandez brothers were being just, like, shoved out of the picture at this point. Like, they just didn't matter. If um, I brought someone in who was now drinking everybody's blood and they were like, you can go now, I'd be like, I was looking for a way out anyway, so. Yeah, actually, we were already on the last train out of town. Um, we're going to the next place. The next time we're not bringing an Incan god with us, we're going right. to do it ourselves. <laughs> this got out of hand. Ugh. So Magdalena was like fully in charge. There is no doubt this operation had become like her cult, basically. Uh, and one, doubt she, one day she was confronted by two cult members who were essentially being treated as sex slaves who were tired and broken and were like, we want out of here, please. Like, we're done. We just want to leave. We won't, you know, just let us leave. Well, <laughs> they didn't get to leave. Um, oh, they were lynched later that day. <gasps> uh, their blood was used in that evening's ritual. And oh my God. now Magdalena had just like a full free card to murder people who were like in opposition to her. Like, how dare you question me? Um, they wow. were murdered and used for a ritual. So, yeah, like people were not going to keep questioning her, basically. It's only been six weeks, by the way, since she got there. Uh, she's already sacrificed four people. 
she would cut the person, drink their blood, then cut out their hearts, <gasps> and then stand over their bodies, quote, writhing in ecstasy. Oh. Wow. Yeah, she's taken it too far. Um, she has really let the power go to her head. Yes. I mean, this is the okay. ultimate example of somebody letting the power go to their head. Um, so, scene scene change here. All relevant, but just like split screen. This is mm-hmm. what's happening somewhere else. A young man, 14, a boy, 14 years old, Sebastian Guerrero, is out for a walk on a gorgeous May day. Suddenly, he hears <laughs> some screaming in the distance. And he's like, what is that? So he sees flickering lights coming from the direction of the caves. So he goes to check it out. Y'all, if you're ever in this scenario, do not, please do not go check it out. I feel like nothing good can come of this. Yeah, pretty, uh, hmm. Just pretty, I don't know what he's about to see, but pretty naive for a darling bud of May. Poor sweet buddy, buddy of May. He's like 14. So he goes to check it out. He gets closer and closer. He starts to smell incense and he enters one of the caves. Probably had no fucking clue what he was about to witness. I mean, this is the 60s again. This is not like ancient times where these things happened or were like, you know, whatever. I really can't. Whatever you're about to tell me is like insane. I can already tell. He (laughs) sees inside this cavern a group of naked people having sex with one another, having sex with another as a cup containing something of a deep red color is being passed around between everybody and whatever is inside the glass is staining everyone's skin as they like (gasps) drink it and it's like spilling and then he sees what is dispensing this lovely beverage that they're all partaking in and he sees on top of an altar a man being chopped with an axe I'm sorry. I just like Em's face. I, I, it, oh my God. It's just nervous laughter. I mean, this it's horrible. is horrible. I'm sweating okay. so much. So he sees this man being chopped with an axe. His blood was being poured into glasses and a woman was standing above him holding his heart in her hand. <gasps> so this 14 year old boy's like, uh oh, <laughs> this is not what I expected to see. Are you kidding? His like, tolerance for any information ever again just went uh-oh like it went it plummeted his I just, I, right like i can't imagine if you're like 14 you're in the 60s like out in a rural area you've never probably even owned a tv maybe you've seen like uh, one episode whoa. of like what's one of those 60s shows that's really like cliche and silly um oh, the brady bunch or the something brady bunch and he's like this is my experience of the outside world. And then he walks into a fucking cave. And it, sees it was a this. literal Stephen King movie. It was yeah. like the, the beginning of it. And then he it became stepped, the end of it. The, he stepped it to just like, wow. Hell. Oh my. So he, okay. So just to clarify, just to like force myself to hear this again. So he mm-hmm. ended up witne- witnessing an orgy of people simultaneously having sex and drinking a, probably blood out of chalices while behind them was another person being chopped with an axe to death or was already dead being chopped mm-hmm. away while someone held his heart yeah and, and the blood in the chalice was being poured from his body that they were axing and then passing around if that makes sense. i was gonna say i was i i was like why are they still chopping at him if he's his heart they're, already they're out of gathering his body. more blood yeah yeah so they're just like refilling wow refilling the punch bowl Wow. Yeah. That's so fucked up. <sighs> Fucking terrible. So um, he's like probably, you know, changed forever. And he, I am. 
I am too, right? Like this is enough to traumatize me. Just fucking imagine. What did it. he do? I mean, I, oh, I honestly, <laughs> honestly, I would have been frozen in fear. I can't imagine being able to react. I would have just frozen. I'm glad you asked because he did exactly what we wouldn't do, which is that. So he ran away, understandably. Okay. Um, but like we're in the middle of nowhere. This kid has just like kind of wandered off. So he runs 15 miles <laughs> to find the uh, nearest that's, person. That's adrenaline. That's... I was going to say, that's when, you know, every time he starts to get tired, he reimagines it. Yeah. And it just fuels him all the way. That kid will never wander away again. Like, just so. so... Yeah. So he runs fucking 15 miles to the nearest village or the nearest town called Via Gran. And he runs to the desk of this police station he finds. And this poor kid is just like. I need to tell you what I just saw. He saw vampires, quote unquote, who are gluttonously drinking human blood. And awfully, terribly, the officers start laughing because they're like, okay, kid. And it's like, you don't even understand, officers, what the fuck this kid just went through. Like, yeah. And even as a a 14, I'd be like, you even i mean you just said it but as a 14 year old i would be like no you don't fucking get it like Like, you're a piece of shit you go look but also like it's so telling of his like youth that i guess i mean he wasn't wrong by the definition but for him to think they were like vampires yes like like, how else do you describe that right i don't know what else to think of it he had 15 miles to come up with the vocabulary and like vampires is what fits i guess oh so he, one police officer named Luis Martinez finally is like, okay, I'll go back with you and we'll see what's going on. They drive, uh, they decide to drive over to the cave and they were never seen alive again. <gasps> I know. It's terrible. It's like the last thing you want is for this. Wait, Sebastian and the cop? Yeah. Oh, okay. I know. It's awful. So Luis and Sebastian never returned, which obviously then the police are like, okay, wait, they went for this like mission and they never came back. So they're like, we need to go to Yerba Buena and check out what the hell is going on. So along with a contingent of the literal army, the Via Grande police headed to find Luis and Sebastian and see what was going on. They arrived at Yerba Buena and immediately discovered Luis and Sebastian's bodies near a farmhouse. They didn't realize at the time that this farmhouse is where Magdalena was living, but it was outside of her home. They flipped over the bodies to reveal that both of their hearts had been cut out. <gasps> oh, no. Uh, yeah. So the Hernandez brothers, who are still there, even though, like, they don't matter anymore to anybody, they see that the feds have arrived, is basically okay. where I was going. Okay. And they pull out their weapons and start shooting. And so the Yerba Buena villagers created a barricade in one of the caves uh santos hernandez one of the brothers was shot by police along with many other members of the cult during this shootout magdalena and eliazar were were both found and arrested in a farmhouse both were in possession of a lot of drugs which in my mind is the least of anyone's worries but that's part of the part of the scene um cayetano hernandez was also killed but by a fellow cult member named jesus rubio who apparently had been envious of the brothers powers and had been wanting to become a high priest himself for a long time, but they never let him. So he just oh, was wow. finally like, this is my moment. And yeah, he, he was like, like killed shooting, one Shooting my shot. Wow, that's... Yikes. Wow. We don't know much about his story, but apparently he just was like, try like me, I want to be part of the club. Yeah, he, and they were like, no. And then he finally had, he just got his revenge and killed one of them. He had his own agenda, for sure. Yeah. 
Wow. So in the caves, police found six other people who had been used as sexual sacrifices, which <gasps> is a phrase I never wanted to hear in my life and now forced all of you to hear. And I apologize. Oh, my God. It's sick. It makes me want to do a sign of the cross. I'm not even like Catholic anymore, but just like hearing like the horrors of, I don't know. Sometimes when I read these stories, I just... <laughs> I know. I don't know. I, know. I don't know. Um, Magdalena was sentenced to 50 years for the murders of Sebastian and Luis, although she had obviously killed Only many 50? more people. Right. And she was like, for sure, like the, the engine behind many other murders. Yeah. And she was like, our wording, like children and shit. You know what I mean? Like there was a yeah. lot more darkness, but she got 50 years for the murders of Sebastian and Luis. Other villagers were called in to speak against her, but all of them refused to say anything that could be used against their goddess. Like, they were clearly fully brainwashed into this whole plan. And because of this, some of them even received 30-year sentences for being complicit in gang murder, which I'm sort of like, I think they are it's, the victims here, but it's, it's always It's always such a touchy subject, because it's it, like, yeah, you, it's hard to, mm-hmm. you definitely were threatened into this but also you did do it but then you partook yeah it's like a very gray area i feel like um yeah exactly so if magdalena was sentenced to 50 years her release date would have been like very recently like 2013 but i'm not sure if she ever got out there's like doesn't seem to be much info i feel like it would be good tabloid press if she were to get out but right i haven't seen anything also uh she i mean who knows maybe she died in prison maybe she got more time or maybe she just got out with no fanfare which imagine that 50 years later getting out of prison and as being the high priestess and now you're like i also wonder what her what her place in prison was like if she genuinely thought she was a queen and she was wondering why nobody around her would bow down i wonder if she converted anybody to thinking she was a queen i wonder if that reality shattered or if she like continued it and i wonder if anyone who was threatened into the things that they did if there was ever any Brain, unbrainwashing where yeah. they were able to realize the gravity of what like, they were oh, doing. Like, oh shit, yeah. I, I imagine, I, I imagine some people at least, but I don't know. Mm. So who knows? I mean, I'll keep an eye out. Maybe we'll find out what happened to her. Uh, but that is a story of the High Priestess of Blood of 1963. Not even that long ago. Thinking of you know, Incan gods and sacrifices and all that. Wow. So, that's the story, Morning Glory. I feel like that was your version of Madame Lallery. <gasps> Aha, interesting. That was Le- really slightly, dark. Yeah, really dark. Similarly dark. I mean, I guess Madame... A lot of, lot of torture. Yeah, torture. Just like having people under your thumb and d- doing whatever you want to them. Ugh. I mean, that was like that, that final scene of like in the cave... That feels like you just told me a scene from a like a horror movie trying to be scary. Sounds like, like Da Vinci Code plus. It's like Midsummer or some bullshit. Like yes, it was, yes, 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 yes. That it feels like the story can't be a real story. Like everything yeah. else. Like the I mean, not again. Not trying to compare stories here um, in terms of like trauma or anything, but the stories usually tell of like a home invasion or a kidnapping it's like those are like rooted in real fear but the one you that this one is like i would have never even thought that that could be a no. legitimate concern that's i know and and the crazy thing too is like if that little boy hadn't been able to get to the police first and yeah. say this is what i saw to all these officers and then get killed because if he'd gotten killed right away 
nothing would have happened. Nobody would have even probably realized, like, yeah, unless you know his parents happened to find where he ended up, or but but I also feel like, like that's so, like what a brave a little kid. First of all, to like go back with the cop to say this is what I saw. Yes. Are you kidding me? Like, wow, that's and just how... to end so tragically, terrible. Yeah. Wow. I really actually don't think I can process that. I yeah, don't think a lot. I, it gives I don't me think I know cam. how to uh, fully wrap my head around that. Mm-hmm. Um, well, I think I do think that is my version of um, a Madame Lowry story. It just so is like theatrically like horrific. Theatrical. Like, yes. It's just so over the top. Yeah. Wow. Hmm. Now I really don't know how to end this. Anyway, as usual. Uh, here we are, awkwardly backing out the door and saying, "Hope you had fun." <laughs> <I'd>... <laughs> Yikes! Um, is there? I'm trying to think of a thing we can do. Oh, it, what's? Like, I don't know. What's the size of your baby this week? Do what's you know? the size of my baby? Um, hmm. I'm desperate uh, for like a like a way a to cantaloupe? like. And, is it this? It could be the size of anything, and I'd be happier than what I'm feeling right now. Okay, let's go with cantaloupe or the volleyball from Top Gun or the Polly Pocket Adventure playset. Although, I guess when this comes out, it'll be um, the size of a Windows 95 box. You know, those boxes that they, the CD oh. came in? <laughs> yeah, wow. I totally <laughs> or, forgot about that. Let's see. Forrest Gump's box of chocolates. <laughs> Do we actually know what the size of his box of chocolates was? No. I feel like they really did give like such a vague detail of like what if I mean Okay, wait, you're gonna love the one after that. You'll know the size of this one. Week thirty four is the Eggo waffle box from Stranger Things. <gasps> I literally made that. I know. It's on here. <gasps> wait, ah Oh that that very quickly my my dopamine levels are like <laughs> on a roller coaster flexing around here. Um, apparently, uh, the box of chocolates is 17 inches long. So that's so fun! Wow. So something I literally made is on how your cool app. is that? I was waiting. That's... I was like, I'm. It's movie props. I was like, eventually something's gonna have to fit your. Eventually something. Well, the guy who trained me and everything at ISS, he is the thing I give him claim to fame for. Is he was the one who made. Wilson on from Castaway, <gasps> the volleyball. It's his handprint, <gasps> and so that is cool. So I before I always wanted to, but I forgot. But before I left ISS, I wanted to get a volleyball and have him use his <gasps> handprint and make me like a real a, co- a replica. Yeah, dude, how cool is that? Well, it, this week it's a volleyball from Top Gun. I imagine it's the same size as the volleyball from <laughs> Castaway, right? Like I can't. It's imagine. probably a still standard volleyball. Yeah, Wilson is of any different size. I don't know. Yeah. Well, um, uh, that's crazy. That's a really cool claim to fame. I have to well, say. Well, please screenshot the Stranger Things Ego box then. I so, will. Because that's, you know, I mean, it's literally the same size as every other Ego box, to be fair. But like the fact <laughs> that it says from, from Stranger, Stranger Things, Things yeah. makes it feel like, okay, so the, the one prop. that I, I made. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You made. Which <sighs> wow. is cool because it was edited. That means they made this app or they updated this app like after you made that box and they were like, oh, I know a cool prop. It's that one oh. M made. That is a fun idea. Right? Hmm. Yeah, 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 yeah. They were like, that's worth putting in the list. Well, when your baby is the size of a box of chocolates, I hope that they're not at least, like, I hope they're not as pointy as a <laughs> box yeah, of that would be probably painful. Volleyball, I feel like I can handle. Yeah, yeah. Um, box of chocolates a little sharp, but. 
Yeah. Well, anyway, now that we've totally distracted from the high priestess of blood, I really am trying to do like a like a shiny yarn dangling in front of myself, like just to like. Wow, that was just such an awful story. Anyway, if you would like to um, go buy our merch for fifty percent off, uh, and you're listening to this when it when this episode comes out, uh, look out for an announcement sometime this week. And oh, and our merch site is atwwdmerch.com. Mm-hmm. Yes, and. Uh, Go get all of your goodies. We are cleaning house and making room for new stuff. So uh, enjoy that while you can. And Yay, that's why we drink. Hey, mom. First things first. Thank you. It's my one year anniversary of my decision to say, yes, I need help. And yes, I choose me. And that's the miracle. I'm lucky that the strongest person I know is my own mother. Love you, mom. Maxwell. Be that strong person who makes the difference. If your loved one is struggling with drugs and alcohol, reach out to Karen for a different kind of addiction treatment. Visit caron.org slash lost.